Hey, the balance in my free checking account earns more than options like CDs and without tying up my money. Keesler Federal Credit Union, helping our members live extraordinary. We're on speaker. There we go. Uh, Carla, thank you so much for the super chat. Very much appreciate your love and support of SOR. Thank you so much. Midwest, how you doing? Thank you for joining us. And uh, who else has come on in? Let's see here. Pure Aussie Gold again. Thank you for joining us. Hey, the super chat is open. It's a great way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. Our store is open on our website. Make sure you get your SOR swag, but take some pictures for us so that way we can put them on our website with you wearing our swag out and about. And of course, Vegas coming up next May. Horns up. Let's rock. Central British Columbia to you listening around the world. This, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show and our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Navy the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read up on Shirky Poo's News, Wirecatch, our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. we got a great show coming at you tonight. The conductor of the Woo Train, R. Keith Andrews, is back with the ET Connection. This is an audience participation show, so if you're in our chat room, make sure you put your questions in capital letters, so that way we can get the questions to Keith. We never know where it's going to go. We never script this show, and it's always a good time. Then in hour number three, we're going to head to the Swamp, with Swamp Dweller taking us on a spooky journey. Then Tim Senor will be here with the updated UFO report. Shirky Poo has the news. Each and every month, our Keith Andrews comes on in for a show that we call the ET Connection. We've been doing this one for about seven years where Keith discusses the purposes of aliens coming to Earth and having contact with us. Keith is not only an ET contactee, but he's also highly intuitive. His gifts now help him help people for more than 30 years with their own ET contact. Keith has been in touch with more than 50 extraterrestrial species. You don't have to believe him. You don't have to like what he says. And if you don't, that's okay. It's his life. It's his experience. It's his knowledge. And you get to enjoy the woo. Our Keith Andrews, always a pleasure to have you here, my man. How are you? Hold on, I gotta mute, unmute you here. There you go. Well, that'll work out easier. Yeah. Either that, or we just swap the sign language, which I don't know very well. But not doing bad. A little more stressed than usual, but this time it's not tech. Other than that, glad to be here. 
glad to see the people lining up in inside the room already. You're a very loved man around here, my man. That that's the truth of it all. It and you know, I think uh, part of the the enigma that we call our Keith Andrews is we never know what you're going to say, what you're going to contact, who you're going to contact, and we just roll with it, man. We we just we just yeah. roll with it. It makes you feel any better. I don't usually know what's going to come going to come out. Well, that's you know, there, there's a I saw a T-shirt one day that says, "You know that thing that everybody else has." that says, oh, I shouldn't say that. Mine's a little varied. It says, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. I would agree with you there. (laughs) That's the way it goes sometimes. Keith, for people who are hearing you for the first time and may not understand what what you're all about, you're a lifelong experiencer. You now help counsel those who've had their own experiences that they can't explain. How much... Uh, how tough is it to try and balance what you go through uh, very frequently to what other people are going through whose stories are probably a lot different than yours? Um, how do I deal with it? For me, it's kind of like breathing. You just, you know, everybody has their own experience, and I'm not the one to say to say whether it's an accurate experience or not. You know, I cannot take a look at a, at a video that somebody puts out and say, when they send me a video and they go, what ship is this? Or who are these people? Is this real? I'm like, I have no idea if the video is real. I am not a video analyst. I can only tell you what I'm looking at. You know, because for me, it's just a case of this is the way I live. It took me decades to figure out, to figure out that it's okay to live this way. You know, quite seriously, it wasn't until 2016 when my father died, and he had been trying. He and my mom had been trying to convince me that none of this had happened. On his deathbed, my dad says, "Look, it was all real," and I'll tell you that was a relief in one sense, but it does make for a different type of life. Well, you know what? It's something that you know for you. It, it works for you. This is who you are. You don't know any other path. I mean, look, there has been a number of extraterrestrial species that you believe have come to Earth. You have been in contact with numerous variants of these. For you, you know, have you ever really looked into all these species and how they come in contact with you rather than anybody else? The best and the only thing that I've found that seems to be a deciding factor is that you're going to have to hold that. Well, part. we're going to put uh, Keith on mute because technically he is still working for the next little bit here. Yeah, he's on shift uh, doing what he does as he works from home. So we always try and sneak it in, but sometimes we get a, a little bit uh, out there. But you know what? A lot of times with when it comes to you know et contact and these species that are around you know the big thing that we need to remember is look with keith it's his experience it's his knowledge and the most critical people who are against people like keith who have that information is this they don't believe because they choose not to believe 
when they hear Keith's story, they're like, oh, that sounds way unbelievable. Nobody has had that. Well, how do we know? And this is where the argument starts. I have personally worked with Keith for a number of years. And, hey, some of the stuff I think may be a little far-fetched, but that's my opinion. But I also know Keith has been very accurate as well with my own experiences that I have claimed have happened to me. So, I mean, you know what? There's always a fine balance in everything that we do. And once again, you don't have to believe it. And if you don't, just enjoy the woo. That's what it's all about. You know, there's not any hard questions during this. This isn't a highly journalistic interview that we're going to be doing with Keith tonight. No, no. It is something that is about entertainment. And him, maybe, just maybe, giving you the answers to what you've seen in the sky or experienced all around. That's what it's all about. I mean, you know, we heard it just the other night where uh, Chris Burchard, pardon me, um, Chris from Discover Sasquatch, Chris Reinhardt, was just saying that, you know, a year ago, two years ago, he would have never thought that Bigfoot was involved with aliens or UFOs or ghosts or paranormal experiences, yet here we are. And that's where it gets a little bit intriguing because when we don't know what's going on, when we don't know really what is happening, and many of us like myself or Nicole Sackage or Bob McGuire or many others have started calling the entire thing the phenomena, Grant Cameron pretty much started that, all right, we end up learning a lot more, realizing that everything is really interconnected, you know? It very much is. While we're waiting for Keith, I, I want to just give a quick shout out here to my my great spaced out radio team behind the scenes that you guys don't get to see, from Terry Hall to to uh, Spookles the Cat and Dirty Filth and uh, Jennifer Jones and or Jessica Jones, pardon me, uh, Grant Baker, Danielle and uh, and uh, Nicholas Shaughnessy for the great job they have been doing uh, throughout our programming on the weekends and everything. And we are very excited to say that we are going to go back to Las Vegas, Nevada for May 19th through 21st. We're going to build an events page on Facebook for this, and we're going to have a, a little bit tighter schedule than what we had, but we are going to be broadcasting live on Saturday the 20th, May 20th, for about six, seven hours on our YouTube channel for our great event getaway. Now, here's the beautiful part about it is everyone is invited. Everyone. All right. Yeah. You want to come to Vegas and hang out with us? You come. It'll be at the Golden Nugget. And we're going to be putting events together, and those will be building. But we know on Saturday the 20th that we are going to be having a big event. We have a conference room booked at the Golden Nugget on the old Vegas Strip. And we are going to be broadcasting live from there. All of our hosts from Spaced Out Radio are going to be there. So you can come meet me. You could come and meet uh, Grant Baker or Danielle. Dirty Filth is going to be there handing out his cartoon art. And we are going to have Jessica Jones there, the cryptid huntress. And the cool part about it is when you come, 
when you come to Vegas, you get to hang out with us through throughout the entire weekend. And we're going to have some events planned. Like, for instance, we're going to have a stargazing night. All right. We are going to be having a lounge party that we're going to be setting up on the Friday night, which is going to be very cool. Saturday, we're going to be doing the broadcasting, and then we'll hang out at, at one of the local bars or, or whatever at uh, after the show, wherever it takes us. Okay. It's going to be a great, great day. And we're going to have some special guests coming down to say hello to all of you. And those guests so far, so far we have Jim Goodall, legendary aviation expert. Most likely Michael Schratt may join us as well. Melinda Leslie is going to be there, along with Lorian Fenton and Misha Johnson. Science Bob is going to be there. I believe Nicole Sackage is going to be arriving. Lala Bright might even come. That'll be very cool. I've never met her. And Merle is going to be there, our paranormal expert, Merle from the Road Trippers, where we do Ghosts of the Great White North. We're going to see if we can get a few more. I know Bigfoot-wise that Carter Bouchard is going to be there. Uh, Nate and Corey Rudd from Wibs are going to be there. So we're going to have all of these celebrities that you have heard on this show coming down and hanging out with all of you. So, I mean, if, if you're into Bigfoot and you want to go play some poker with Carter Bouchard, who, by the way, has played twice in the World Series of Poker. So, uh, him and I are going to go head-to-head this year. We we meant to last year. We didn't get to, or earlier this year, we didn't get to. But we're going to go head-to-head this year. But we want to make sure that all of you have an opportunity to hang out with us. And that's why we do it for our second annual Vegas SOR Fan Party. And it's going to be enjoyable. Uh, last year, uh, I'm seeing people in our chat room who were there last year from Obi Flett to Teresa and Mennonite Abe and, and many others who were there. We had over 60 people last year. And I think we could get 100 this year. I really do. And we're going to have banners up for you to take pictures in front of our banners with your favorite guests and myself and any of our hosts that you wanted. You know, there's no questions that are off off of balance or anything like that. We're just able to do it. And I'm looking forward to it. You know, we're going to try, maybe try and get out to Area 51. You know, there's a lot that we want to do. Now, if you're like me, yeah, and River Dogma was there last year. Uh, River Dogma is saying, uh, going to need a bigger room in Vegas this year. I hope so. I hope so. Because last year was fantastic. The facility was beautiful. And we we will take breaks between the shows, you know, so that way if you get hungry, you can go grab something to eat and and so on and so forth. So we're going to have everything a little bit better planned out last than we did this past year. And I want I want all of you guys to get excited about it because it really is a good time. And trust me, we're all approachable. We're all people just like you. And we all want to hang out together and talk about these weird, strange stories that come about. And you guys get to you guys get to be right a part of it. You know? You can be right a part of it, which is really cool. And, you know, last year we had some great memories. We got some great photographs. We still got to put those up on our website, by the way. That's one thing that I'm learning. But it is going to be amazing. And the fact that all of our hosts and people behind the scenes of SOR have agreed that we're all going to be there. 
Uh, Tim Senor is going to be there as well from the UFO Report. I know Bigfoot Michigan Rob is going to come in. Uh, you've heard him on the show a number of times, and he's going to autograph some bandanas and, and uh, ha- hang out. Our price, I think we're aiming uh, at, a, at a high end at a high end for our event into the into the conference room will be about $65 on a low end we're going to try and get that down to 50 we're going to try and get that down to 50 and i think we can do it and we're going to have swag bags for people like we did last year we're going to get a bunch of stuff going for you guys and uh, we want to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity opportunity to do it so that those dates once again put them on your calendar uh it doesn't matter if you're part of our youtube family if you're part of our terrestrial radio family uh, out in apache junction with len novin or uh, down in uh, ridgecrest california with with chuck Contreras, or you're up in uh, the mississauga area with uh, jody it's uh, saga 960 or noon in georgia with ryan o'neill in the mornings or in bellingham you know, hanging on out down there, listening to us, or in New Orleans, listening to us there. Doesn't matter where you are. If you're part of the internet or part of the podcast or part of everything, we will be making a Facebook group here, hopefully uh, within the next couple of weeks, when we have uh, the opportunity to to put the event up. And all you got to do is commit. That's it. Just commit and say, I'm going. And that way we could get a total. We could hopefully get a bunch of rooms blocked off. So that way we could get a deal down there at the Golden Nugget and and make it happen. So I'm very excited about it, about doing this event. I'm more excited that the entire team is going to be there this year. You know, I know a few members last year wanted to come, but they just couldn't make it. It was kind of short notice on everything. But this year we're going hard. We're giving you guys a lot of time to hang uh, out because, hey, if you're like me, you got to save up for something like this. You know, you got to save up for something like this. And, you know, it's a great weekend getaway. And like I said, take as many photos as you want. Hang on out with us. Have a drink. Have some steak and have some uh, some slot machines. Uh, we had one guy last year from our crew uh, who won 2500 bucks on a slot machine. And that paid for his entire weekend. You know, it was it was amazing. So we all got something out of it. And the one thing that I really enjoyed was was creating the the Las Vegas shirts. We're going to do a new one this year uh, for the Vegas party, and uh, we're going to make sure that uh, uh, we get some swag out there for all of you guys and, and really do it well. Really, really do it well. And uh, we look forward to it. I hope you guys do too. We want a really big crowd out there. Once again, mark the dates on your calendar. May 19th through 21st on uh, 2023 at the Golden Nugget in Las Vegas. And it's going to be jam-packed. During the day, you can go do what you want. You know, you want to go shopping. You want to go play some games. You want to go do whatever. You can do that. But we're going to have some really cool events lined up for you that you can sign up for uh, and, uh, and really enjoy your weekend. Now, if you're like me, Yes, the event is the 19th through the 21st. I'm coming in on the Thursday, and I'm not leaving until the Monday. Yeah, I know. Four and a half days in Vegas. That's a long time. A long time. Trust me. I've done longer. Yeah. 
But this is, you know what, it, seeing all the faces of the listeners and everything like that, booking those extra days is is a fantastic way for you to hang on out with us. And, and you know, last year it was so good to get to know a, a multitude of our fans that were there and, and hanging on out and being a part of the, of the entire process. It was it was brand new to what we did. It was an idea that I had said, hey, you know, we're all coming out of COVID. Let's try this. Let's see how it works. And boom, it went off very, very successfully. And, you know, I know Ben and Joe from UFO Garage, uh, the ever-popular UFO Garage uh, podcast, are going to be there. And we'll see who else we can wrangle up. I'm going to go through my list of uh, folks here very soon and uh, and start putting invites out to see if they want to join us from other podcast hosts. I think Jason Gilment and Louis Borges uh, from uh, uh, the UAP Studies podcast are coming up or coming down from Canada as well, you know. Uh, but it is going to be a great time for all of us to gather around and celebrate the woo that we all enjoy. I know Terry Hall is going to be there. Yeah, big bad Terry Hall. He's going to be bringing his mustache. You know, the one mustache I want to see down there, and I know he's listening tonight from Austin, Texas, is Uncle Dale and his power stash. I want to see him come up to Vegas with us and and hang out and have a great time. And, you know, a lot of the listeners that have been with us a long, long time, a long time, you uh, you know, I'm talking you know, seven, six, seven years. Those are the ones I really enjoy to meet. And I know Uncle Dale's been listening for a long time, and he's one of the guys I want to meet. Joe Monk is one of the guys I want to meet, you know. And, of course, all of you as well who are newer to the show or just finding out about this, but that's what it's all about. That's where we get to hang out and be human. Everyone wants to feel safe, in control, and able to trust their own instincts. It's so important, especially as women, and especially when it comes to dating. I get it, and Bumble gets it. They're not just a dating app. They're a connections app built on a foundation of kindness and respect. Bumble has so many tools and resources designed to ensure their community remains a safe space to foster healthy relationships. To learn more, download Bumble and visit their safety and well-being center. So many of us struggle with mental health issues, and it's important that we take time to prioritize ourselves. That's especially true in dating. Sometimes we just need a break, a full, I don't need any more notifications to pop up on my phone break. I've been there, and I leaned on Bumble's snooze mode to help me take that time to prioritize me. Snooze mode allowed me to pause all of my Bumble activity without losing any of my existing connections or chats. I could choose to hide my profile from potential matches for either 24 hours hours, 72 hours, a week, or indefinitely. I was even able to set an away status so my existing matches knew I'd be back to pick up where we left off. So I took a week off and came back in a much better headspace for me and my matches. If you're looking for a better way to date, download Bumble and don't forget to lean on snooze mode when you need it. Rather than you guys listening to me on the radio or podcast or on the YouTube or Twitch channels, and we just get to be human for a weekend and just hang out and have a good time. So if you're interested, we're going to get it all set up. I'll let you guys know 
when the uh, when the events page will be up on Facebook and then our social media, it already is. And if you are interested, what I want you to do is just send some in, uh, send some information with your name and how many people are coming, whether you have a spouse that wants to come or friends who want to come, to info at spacedoutradio.com. That's info at spacedoutradio.com because we have to see. If we get more than 100 people, we're going to have to change venue rooms. Yeah, we're going to have to go bigger. And I'm looking forward to that. I think it would be absolutely awesome if we are able to uh to fill a room and uh and and make it happen. I think it would be absolutely great. And, you know, hopefully all of you guys can take the time to join us. And I know a few of you've already said, "Yeah, I'm going." Oh yeah, I'm going to be there. I know Enzo has said that. I believe and Teresa will be there. She's at every event that I do. She just follows around. She's amazing. All right. I know that a couple others uh, have already said Chris Helm plans on being back there. I believe Mennonite Abe plans on going back again. Obi Flett has already said he'll be back. You know, we got a number of people. Digger Dog is going to be back as well. And uh, you know what? Hey, start saving now. I'm already saving for it. I hope you guys do too, because it's going to be a great, great time with all of us hanging on out together in Las Vegas, May 19th to 21st, 2023 for the second annual SOR Vegas party. And we're going to do it up right. We're going to do it up good. And we're going to have a lot of fun. And we're hoping that uh, Keith will finish up his uh, nighttime job here momentarily so we can get back to the Woo train when we return on Spaced Out Radio. Our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection happens at the beginning of each month. Keith comes in and takes your questions all through the Woo hours. He is the conductor for a reason. Yep. We love him around here, our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection. Continuing next on Spaced Out Radio when we return. Stay tuned. All right. Uh, thank you, guys, for that. I appreciate that. And Keith usually isn't this long, so I had to ramble there for a little while. But uh, I didn't get a chance to say hello to a bunch of you in the chat room so far, and I've got it uh, saved right here. Uh, Nick Yak, welcome. And uh, Vinman, how you doing, buddy? Uh, good to see you. And uh, Chad Robbins, always a pleasure. Andrew and the Trucking Gnomes, nice to have you back. And uh, just because I can say it, Doug Shelby is here. The Doug Shelby has arrived again. All right, let's see who else is here. Uh, that we're joining. I'm like way behind in the chat room. Moro five six eight. How you doing? And uh, let's see here. Um, Neil Bauman. How you doing? Uh, oh, you uh, Amber. You're gonna have a great time with Jessica Jones on Sunday. Jay Rhino. How you doing? Welcome to SOR chat, my man. And Mister Eon, the voice of the gods. How are you? If you ever heard Mister Eon speak, you'd be like lullabied right down he's got the most beautiful voice really really does and uh, let's see who else we got tracy moore you better be at vegas uh penny van's coming to vegas she says i wish i could attend well you can attend that's the beautiful part and uh terry brown saying i'm just i'm going for this one no matter what work could 
Fuck off. Absolutely. President Zaddy, how you doing? Nightcore. Welcome to SOR chat. Uh, uh, JKGN, how you doing, Jer? Good to see you. And where else are we here? Marlena, thank you for coming on in. Are you going to travel from Aussie land to join us in Vegas? You should have, because I think Aussie Ange is going to. Uh, let's see. Uh, who else is here? Uh, Love V Love, thank you for coming on in. And um, who else? Bigfoot Rob and Raven McMahon, how are you guys? Thanks for coming on in. Scott Rosen, how you doing? And uh, let's see, Donna Spencer, I think she's coming to Vegas with us. I believe she is. Vapid Engage, welcome. <clears throat> Keith is still on the phone. I'm, I'm watching him. You, you can see he's getting pissed off because he's like pacing around his office. All right, who else is uh, joining us here? Jazzy Small, thanks for coming on in. And SOSQHT, welcome to SOR Chat. And uh, I believe I did say Sugar Britches. Hello. And holy cow, there's a lot of people in the chat room tonight. You guys are cruising. Cruising. Damien K, good to see you. Hadley, how you doing, man? Aunt Edna, good to see you. And uh, let's see here. Sensational Sherry, thanks for coming on in. Miriam Nunn, how are you? E-Talkin, welcome. Surf Chair, where have you been hiding, dude? I hope you're doing well, my one of my favorite veterans who listens to this show. Super Duke, Super Duke, Mr. Cowley, welcome back to the show. Oh, Mr. Cowley, loves his spaced out radio. I'll try and uh, design one there, Blenium. Hey, our Keith is back. How you doing, buddy? Uh, are you on mute? I muted you there. Y'all ready to go? Yeah. Well, this is probably going to call back, frankly. Uh, Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> all right. Hi, Michael Fontaine. How you doing, buddy? And... Oh, there you go. What the hell? Guess what? I'll mute you. I'll take you out. I guess his phone rang again. Neil Bauman. How you doing, bud? Uh, let's see here. Bad cop, how you doing? There, I'm finally caught up saying hello to everyone. You have no idea how anal I am about that. Anal. Yep. Hopefully Keith won't be too long. Bassmaster, how are you, man? Everything's good, my man. Uh, big thank you so far to Carla, Carlito, Carl, and Kat. It's all letter C's at the Super Chat tonight. Thank you so much for the love and support that you give us on a nightly basis. Hi, Bill WD40 over in Spreaker. We're just poking you to see if you're alive. Now, lube us up for this second half hour, my man. JR, nice to see you, man. All right.
second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really do appreciate it. I want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram, Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection continues right now. Now, Keith still is on duty at work for another 22 and a half minutes, but we're going to hope that his phone doesn't ring and we got to mute him again. But that's okay. It's part of what we do, but it's part of his big commitment of doing this show and uh, doing his job as well. Keith, welcome back, my man. You apologize for the delays, but, you know, welcome to world uh, to my world. Yeah. Well, you know what? You live in a weird world, my friend, and we've already got some weird questions for you. Uh, Stevie J is uh, kicking it off here. Are we the woo, Keith? to the entities of other realms? In all fairness, yes. And the reason being, humans have two things going for them that scares the daylights out of them, much like the monster under the bed does for humans. And that is, one, human. the human race has an incredible drive, curiosity drive that they just don't let go of. You couple that with, with mankind's ability to manipulate what what humans call zero zero point energy, and you all of all of a sudden have a race of, of very very argumentative, very fear based, creative individuals capable of of warping reality. This is something to worry about. Why should we worry about it? No, this is something they worry about. Oh, okay. All right. This is why this is why we become you know the 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 peoples of Earth become the woo of the other planets and the other races. Gotcha. All right, let's get to another question here. This one comes from Voices. Keith, do you have a pet hellhound named Sparky that protects you at your home from any foul intruders? Oh, no, the foul intruders already know that I'm actually worse than they are. I, I literally had one show up in my, in my house with a witness, right, where they showed up and they were threatening to hurt the people in my house, so I very calmly disassembled them. And, yes, that is very possible. On a, on a sub-quantum biomagnetic level, you can actually break apart the cohesiveness of, of, of matter. Well, in this case, of energy conduits. And how do you do that? Ultimately, you look at it and you visualize it coming apart and then put the energy of your intent on it. Reality boils down to a battle of wills. Your will against the rest of it. I just happen to be stubborn. Not you. No, not much. Eh? Right. I get lost in my own house, but in the metaphysical world, I don't have a problem. Right. I get you there, my man. I get you there. 
All right, let's continue on with some audience questions here for you. Let's go to Belladium and let's ask him or let him ask, Keith, could you share what you know about the reported underground alien bases in Dulce, New Mexico? Well, understanding that I cannot prove it, I will tell you this, it's a lot deeper than they believe. And yes, they have been told it's deeper, and I'm referring to the humans that are there. And the base itself goes a lot deeper than humans think it does. Okay, which is really kind of comical when you think about how how secret they think it is, and the humans believe it is. But there is another, like, I mean, Dulce is... Dulce is full of of different races coming and going, absolutely. And yes, humans do know of them. What the humans don't know of is that complex. And I don't know how many floors it is from a human standpoint, but I do know there is another complex built right underneath it that runs another 10 miles deep. That's very deep. Very deep. Yeah, true. Are are humans and aliens sharing the same bases underground? Parts of. There are sections that are set aside for just the aliens and sections that are set aside for just humans. It's not segregated. But, for instance... If you go into the exercise rooms in these bases, because even when you're working in an office, you still need exercise. Okay, and just to be a little more specific, when we're dealing with when we're dealing with humans and Sarsazians, okay, you're seven and a half to eight and a half foot reptilians, they have to use different gym setups. Partially because of their stature, and partially because of the fact that, well, frankly, a Strzazian can can dislocate your shoulder by touching it, right? So they use a lot, and it's not a it's not a, a metaphysical talent of theirs. It's a question of strength. So of course, when we take a look, when humans take a look at a at a three pound weight, the smallest weight that Strzazian adults have is over one hundred and fifty pounds. Wow. Wow. You know, the idea that some of these extraterrestrials can overpower us in strength just, you know, by the flick of a finger. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. I agree. You know, but then again, if we take a look at human to human, I had the pleasure of being physically run into by Big Show off of off of WWE. Now, there's a big man in human terms. Okay. But the larger people are, the more frightening they can be. You know, they, that they are to other people. So, of course, you know, people go, well, why don't they just reveal themselves in the public, you know, just outright? And I'm like, okay, you get worried about the skin color of somebody. What are you going to think if you see an eight and a half foot armored and armed reptilian walking down the street? Or worse, an Udina, a seven a seven legged, well, seven appendaged uh, alien that looks kind of like a squid. Sure, why not? Because we all want to see that heading into a fine dining restaurant. 
Well, it's entertaining, but yeah. You know, there are the the spare knock in I would not recommend going to a restaurant with. I mean they've got they've got an interesting way of eating. And these by the way, these are all people that you will find in the Dulce in the Dulce complex. Okay. But the spare knocked in, in order to eat, you you know what it's like to eat with your fingers. Most people do that with, you know, with chips, with pizza, whatever. These guys will grab hold of something and their stomach will literally fold out of their forearm, envelop their hand, dissolve what's in their hand, and then pull back in. Now, this is just not something that's enjoyable to watch. It is fascinating. Uh, I don't think that sounds very fascinating. I'm just saying. Yeah, but sounds, my, my life's a little sounds, different than yours. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, Keith. It sounds absolutely horrific. It really does. Talk to a zoologist watching a watching a clammy. They'll be. It looks pretty much the same way. All right, let's get to another question here. This one comes from Cable Guy Matt. Our Keith, is Earth flat or round? You'll love this one. No. The reality is it is more pear-shaped, but that's because of the speed it's traveling. The Earth also does not travel in a solid path around the sun. It's more like, like the sun being kind of along the lines of a comet. Okay. Where the sun travels along and the planets are spiraling along behind them, leaving kind of a pear shape to the to the following planets. Okay, but it's a lot easier to draw to build the to build the Earth as a globe than it is to build it as a pear shape. So it works well enough. I can see that, but it's certainly not flat. No. No. I would agree with you on that one. I would totally agree with you on that one. All right, let's continue on, Keith. And let's go to, let's see here. Where are we going? Let's go to TMI. Keith, who are the aliens in the documentary Moment of Contact? Have you seen that that one yet? Honestly, no. Yeah, I don't think uh, TMI up here in Canada, uh, Moment of Contact has not come out yet. I haven't even seen it yet. Uh, but, uh, they're down in, uh, uh, in Brazil, the Virginia or Virginia, um, incident that happened in the nineties, I believe where a UFO landed and aliens got out. There's allegedly an alien video that shows one of these creatures that is out there for a price. And that price is five to six figures. Well, if I've got the choice, I'll take five. Yeah. Blue Cruise, have any of the aliens ever explained in the total if the total number of multiverses are finite or infinite? From human comprehensible standpoint, they're infinite. Okay. Has it been explained to me? Yes. Has it been shown to me? Yes. And this is why we run into a lot of the a lot of the confusion. But from a from a comprehensible standpoint, there is no way to give you a functional number. 
Because quite literally, every major decision that somebody makes creates an offshoot. And bearing in mind we have 8 billion people on the planet, okay, and that's not counting the animals or the plants, each of which their actions will also create another, another break in the multiverse. The neat part about it is that um, Stephen Hawking's was they found the man they found after he passed they found some mathematical records of his that almost unilaterally explained it in human terms right. yeah explained how it could exist as it were right okay let's move on here buddy let's go to scott keith how did you come up with all this information this is what's called normal life for me. It's, you know, the short version is the day I was born. I didn't like what I went through on the birth, on the trip down the birth canal. So I bailed. They put me in, in a... So many of us struggle with mental health issues, and it's important that we take time to prioritize ourselves. That's especially true in dating. Sometimes we just need a break, a full, I don't need any more notifications to pop up on my phone break. I've been there and I leaned on Bumble's snooze mode to help me take that time to prioritize me. Snooze mode allowed me to pause all of my Bumble activity without losing any of my existing connections or chats. I could choose to hide my profile from potential matches for either 24 hours hours, 72 hours, a week, or indefinitely. I was even able to set an away status so my existing matches knew I'd be back to pick up where we left off. So I took a week off and came back in a much better headspace for me and my matches. If you're looking for a better way to date, download Bumble and don't forget to lean on snooze mode when you need it. Everyone wants to feel safe, in control, and able to trust their own instincts. It's so important, especially as women, and especially when it comes to dating. I get it, and Bumble gets it. They're not just a dating app. They're a connections app built on a foundation of kindness and respect. Bumble has so many tools and resources designed to ensure their community remains a safe space to foster healthy relationships. To learn more, download Bumble and visit their safety and well-being center. I was actually born mottled green and black and I was put in an incubator. And while I was in the incubator, I went, I'm not dealing with this. I signed out. So I, I literally got out of my body and that was my first trip on the astral plane this lifetime. So I took off, ran into the council of 12 and got told, no, no, you've got a job to do. You're going back. And ever since then, I've been dealing with these guys, been dealing with them been dealing with ghosts, you name it. You really haven't had a choice or a day off. Uh, no, it's not. I mean, like I hear people go, oh, you know, yes, I'm empathic, but I just shut it off. And to put that in perspective, like with the aliens, to put it in perspective, just decide that you don't want to see anything through your right eye. And I don't mean pluck your right eye out. I mean, leave it intact and just go, I'm not going to notice anything out of my right eye. It doesn't work well. Let's get to Mennonite Abe. Are the aliens from a 5D dimension? No. Everything you run into in this in this reality 
is third dimensional. Okay, fifth dimensional entities do not come here. Now, do not get me wrong. Things vibrate at a different rate. And yet result, they seem to vanish before your eyes. Or they will walk through a solid wall. But they are still third dimensional. They are just moving at a different vibratory rate. You see, if you take something from the fifth dimension and crush it into the third, you will kill it. Same as if you take something from the third dimension and try and put it in the fifth. All you're going to do is end up with a dead transient. You know, the, the CL and the C-alpha found out the same problem. When they first started taking humans, when they first started abducting them centuries back, the first problem they ran into was they breathed underwater and they couldn't understand why humans were always dead when they got them down to their level. So that was cute. <laughs> you know, ended up with a lot of people that just didn't complete the trip. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, uh, another question here from our audience. Let's go to our man, Belenium. R. Keith, did you really disintegrate some aliens? Um, aliens? No. Um, well, again, well, wait a minute. From your definition, probably. Molecular disassociation is actually quite a thing, quite a neat little trick. Okay. Um, more importantly, it was a question of just pulling them apart and putting them back where they belong. Where, in the garbage can? Um, well, they thought so. So basically, you're treating them like like Lego pieces, pulling them. In essence, that is how you deal with it. If you've got a problem child, the thing is, what uh, what humans are doing here on Earth is we've come to remember who we are, and that means pull ourselves back together, which is where the whole concept of soulmate, soul family, twin flame, all of that fits together. Okay, but the reality is. Like any puzzle, okay, when you're pulling the pieces together, uh, it depends on the order you put them together in. If you put them together in the right order, you end up with a decent individual. If you don't, if they go in, if they go together cross-wired, you end up with somebody that's got what humans call a bit of a screw loose. I get that. I totally get that. All right, let's continue on with our audience questions here for our Keith Andrews. Let's go to voices. Keith, what is Satan's true role in relationship with humans? To teach to teach people how to follow contract law, how to follow their word. That is literally what you came here for. Okay, when people talk about her being cast out, you got to realize that the term cast, when it happened, actually meant sent. She wasn't thrown out, she was sent down. Okay, and it really boiled down to, if you're going to give your word on something, be honest and follow your word. That's what she came to prove. You'll notice whenever you talk about Satan, or about Lucifer, or whatever you want to call her, Okay, the one consistency throughout all of all of the literature written around her is that she will not lie. She will twist the daylights out of contract. She will bend it until it screams, but she won't break the contract. 
And that is the thing that she came down to actually teach people. It wasn't to say, here's bad, you know, here's a bad thing, go and do this. It was, you were told, you were given freedom of choice. You know, you were given free will. Well, you can only have free will. And I get into this with, with Christians all the time, especially the Jehovah Witness. Okay. If God created everything, which I am a firm believer he did, he had to create good and evil. And then he turned around and said, go out. Here's the options. Here's the good. You know, here's the good. I, I desire you to be good to each other. Love each other as I love you. Okay. But you have the choice. So all Satan was sent down for was to tell people, yes, you've got the choice to be good. And God is telling you be good. But you do have this other option. Okay, it is an option that you are will, that you are able to explore. But understand, he will retaliate. It's not that he's bad. It's just that he has said, do the right thing, do the good thing, and I'll treat you decently. Do the bad thing, I'll retaliate. Well, Satan was sent down to say, hey, you've got the choice. Think wisely. You know, make your mind up, but follow your word. If you're going to give your word, whether you write it or whether you say it, doesn't matter. Follow the thing. Continue, Keith. Pardon me. Ultimately, that was her primary purpose. All right. Our Keith Anders of the ET Connection continues here. Surf Jair wants to know. He's a great veteran of the U.S. Air Force. Thank you for your service, Surf Jair. Are the aliens eating humans? Some. Okay, I mean, uh, and many of the reptilians are carnivorous. And you will find a lot of races that are both carnivorous and carrion eaters. Not to mention cannibalistic. But do they go out of the way for it? The Teclax certainly will. They are a, rapt- a raptor-like reptilian. The Mudlock absolutely will. Okay, and they're a, they're a real nasty little piece of work. But most of them, much as they will eat them, they aren't on the menu, per se. Don't want to be on that menu, Keith. Don't want no, to be that's on... why I tell people, don't be and don't accept an invitation to the by the tech likes for dinner. Two and a half minutes. Miriam wants to know, why can't commercial or private airplanes fly over the North Pole? Who made this rule and why? They fly over the North well, Pole. They cannot fly over the South Pole. Yeah, I mean, the North Pole, that's Santa's doing. No. <laughs> True. No, who who made the rule, I don't know. But I do know it was government sanctioned. Probably by a joint effort. The why is simple. Because what's, what's at the South Pole, what's in Antarctica, is, it is mind-blowing where it comes to modern civilization. And modern belief structures, for that matter. But that was human governments that said you can't do that. True. Very, very true. All right, Keith, let's sneak in one more here before we got to go to break. Absolutely. Let's go to Corey. Did something intercept a massive CME heading towards Earth in 2012? Now, I'm going to plead ignorance on this, but what pray tell is a CME? Comet, asteroid. 
big rock flying through space? Oh, okay. The answer there is yes. Okay. Um, ultimately, it was intercepted because it would have had it had it actually followed its pro- its proper trajectory, it would have wiped Earth out. And the offworlders do have a do have a commitment to protect the planet, not the human race, but the planet itself. Okay. You know, so was it nudged out of alignment? Certainly. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, Keith, a lot of this stuff, are you getting it from downloads? Are you getting it from the ETs themselves? More often than not, I end up getting it direct from them. Not the least of which was the whole concept of the of the alien invasion um what do we call it? The, the alien invasion conspiracy. There, there it is. Okay. I actually talked to their, to, their, um, to their war department to find out how they would actually implement if they were actually going to take in, going to step in. Right. All right, my friend. R. Keith Sanders of the ET Connection continues on Spaced Out Radio. When we return, we'll continue with your audience questions. And we'll see what we can do to spice things up with Keith. Our Keith Andrews of the ET Connection continues in hour two next. All right, we're clear, dude. Okay, I just have to take a second out and poke my hand in and see if my son's doing okay. Yeah, you go. I'll be right back. I'll be right back.
Okay, well, I'm back. Sorry about the first the first half hour there. So, unfortunately, when it comes to work, you know, I can be dead all night. And when 9 o'clock rolls around, all of a sudden I get a rush of people. And unfortunately, from that standpoint, because that's where I actually get my money from, one day I will make enough money through my books to actually be able to replace my job. You know, but at least, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys, you guys coming in. And like I've mentioned to people before, okay, getting a hold of me is easy. If you look at the bottom of any of my videos, you'll actually, you can actually find a whole list of ways of getting a hold of me. But if you, if you write to, and to inner voice enterprises at yahoo.ca, Okay, you can get a hold of me there or find me on Facebook. Okay, by the way, just to help you differentiate, on Facebook, my actual website and my actual Facebook page has a hand-carved, hand-carved UFO on it. Okay, and my first name is actually Ronald. Okay, but absolutely track me down, especially if you've been asking questions that I didn't get to today. Absolutely drop me a line. He's doing well enough there, Dave. Actually, he's sleeping right now, which is great. What's that, buddy? I said my son is sleeping right now, which is great, given the way his, his chest has been working. Yeah, poor guy. There's a bad cold going around up here right now. Yeah, and I mean, this is the first time in three years he's been ill. So it really does not make him happy. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you, buddy. But but it, it's funny, you know, Dave. I tell people I'm reclusive. The last time I left my house, including to take garbage out, was Monday morning. Well. I want to say a big, yeah, they, I want to say a big thank you to 405er to Surfjare Times 2 and Carla Pam Mennonite Abe Cat Chaser Carl Human Carl that is and Carlito for the super chats very much appreciate the love and support guys thank you very much and uh who else do we have in the chat room here uh that is coming in I've said hello to almost everyone so far. Oh, awesome, Kira. How are you? Happy birthday to your mother. Turns 87 today. Jay Rhino, welcome. And, oh, hey, Clam. Miss Dill Pickles, how are you? Nice to see you. And, uh, do, 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 do. yeah. Good times so far. Good times so far. All right. We got about 30 seconds, Keith. Absolutely. And by the way, I'm off shift. Oh, good. Good. Now we're not going to get disturbed anymore. Oh, I don't know. I think I'm already disturbed. <laughs> Oob to Joe's Bane. You've got aliens. 
and Lubla. And uh, here we go, everyone. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Gammon. Gammon is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on tonight with our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection as Keith joins us near the beginning of each month to talk about everything under the woo trade. Yes, ETs, aliens, extraterrestrial contact, and so much more that goes along with it as we continue on. Keith, thank you so much for being here with us. And thank you so much for having me. And welcome to everybody now joining us, and especially for you know, and those that are here that are still here. That came out well, didn't it? I did. It did. You know, uh, all right, let's continue on with your audience questions. Let's start with Corey here. Uh, oh, no, we got that one already. Let's go with Doug Shelby, the Doug Shelby. Our Keith, you've explained that humans aren't a part of the consortium yet. Do you think it's possible in your lifetime? In my lifetime, given the way I measure time, good, bad. If you take a look at people my age, highly improbable. Okay, um, because the reality is, in order to even be brought and be accepted into the consortium, the world has to have a world unity. It's got to have a sense of a brotherhood amongst its own people. And mankind right now is nowhere functionally close to that. Now, that doesn't mean everybody has to get along and be, you know, stand around the campfire singing Kumbaya. It means that people have to start treating each other as, you know, as decent individuals. And every member, every member race of the consortium has that going for them. This doesn't mean they always get along. It doesn't mean they're always, you know, on the same page. But at least they realize that all, for instance, all Teclecs on their homeworld are members of the same species. They still have their own guidelines and what have you that apply to all of them. When you take a look at the Zeta Reticulans, they all follow the same line of reasoning. It modifies depending on the temperate zone they're in. Okay, but they still work as a unit. And mankind has not evolved to that point yet. Or more to the point, has not returned to that point. Will we ever? In time, yes. Mankind has had world peace 
where there was no war, there was no jealousy, there was no, you know, there was no famine. It was all, and I, I know that sounds absolutely bizarre, but we had better than 10 billion people on this planet. And So many of us struggle with mental health issues, and it's important that we take time to prioritize ourselves. That's especially true in dating. Sometimes we just need a break, a full, I don't need any more notifications to pop up on my phone break. I've been there, and I leaned on Bumble's snooze mode to help me take that time to prioritize me. Snooze mode allowed me to pause all of my Bumble activity without losing any of my existing connections or chats. I could choose to hide my profile from potential matches for either 24 hours, 72 hours, a week, or indefinitely. I was even able to set an away status so my existing matches knew I'd be back to pick up where we left off. So I took a week off and came back in a much better headspace for me and my matches. If you're looking for a better way to date, download Bumble and don't forget to lean on snooze mode when you need it. If you love to travel, you love cool experiences, you are going to love Viator. Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace. And for me, Sun Valley skiing is huge on my bucket list. So I just opened the Viator app, searched Sun Valley, and boom, custom ski and boot fittings and tickets delivered right to our condo. Pretty unbelievable. Just download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Everybody essentially got along. You know, the worst thing that we had was, was there was envy. As in, gee, I wish I could do that as well as you do. But what would happen is when that, when somebody was approached, like I've had with you, Dave, I'll go, look, I don't know how to do this with the, with the, with the show, you know, with my, with my YouTube channel. You know, you do it a lot better. You'll turn around and go, here's what you need to do in little bits and pieces so I can get my head wrapped around it. This was a way of life 40,000 years ago. We have never gotten back to that point. I don't think we will under a military-industrial complex. That's for sure. Um, that actually is where you are somewhat mistaken. The, the Draconians, the Drakes, yes, uh, okay, are a military complex. And they get along fine. They have rules that apply to everybody. They recognize everybody has a place. They recognize everybody has a job to do. Okay, and they recognize that if you break said whatever laws are out there, no matter where you stand in society, you suffer the same punishment. Okay, and that's under a military under underneath a military leadership. Right. Okay. Well, let's move on to a new question here, and let's go over to Jenny. Our Keith, do you th- when do you think the pole shift will occur if it does? Well, it will occur, but exactly when I don't know. I'm presuming she's referring to the to the uh, magnetic pole shift. Yes. And that being said, currently it's about ten thousand years out of date according to human calculations. Like it's about ten thousand years late. So quite seriously, it could happen any time at this point. Right. 
Okay, let's continue on with our Keith Andrews here. Let's go to Sandra. In my mind last week, I saw an alien head and then my granddaughter in her high chair being beamed up, but I grabbed the chair. Is that them projecting that thought? If so, why? Whether it was them projecting it, it is likely a premonition in a sense. Now, that said, this does not mean that your your granddaughter is going to be taken, nor does it mean she has been. But there is a massive, there, there is a global fear of this happening. And bearing in mind that, that Sandra is likely fully empathic, okay, she likely could feel it more so than many people would. But does it feel like it's a threat to her, to her granddaughter? No. But there is a chance if there's lineage and abductions in the family. Absolutely. If there's one thing that, that has been proven pretty much empirically, it's that if one, if one member of a bloodline has been taken, there is a good bet that another member, another member in that bloodline, usually in a direct line. In other words, if a father has been taken, there's a good bet that a, that a daughter or son will be taken. The siblings not necessarily. Ouch. The siblings not necessarily, but the children. Yeah, it tends to go down the generation because what they're doing, in in a case of generational tracking, is they're looking at the nomadic principle of the human genome, and how it shifts gears, why it shifts, all the same things humans look for when they're tagging fish and tagging you know and tagging elephants. They want to know what the race is doing. Right. I mean, it's all about keeping track. It's all about numbers. Ultimately, yes. And especially when you look at the socioeconomic disparity between the different and between the different social classes, they're looking at the way society is evolving. This is an extremely exciting time for for studying a civilization's evolution because this we are currently at that turning point we're either going to start working together or we're going to bomb ourselves back to the stone age and rest assured that'd be easy all you need is one decent emp pulse very true very true all right let's continue on here let's go back to uh, voices Keith, have you ever summoned and worked with a demon from the Ars Goetia, like Belial or Asmodeus? Well, worked with would not exactly be the term that they used. But if you've heard of those guys, you've undoubtedly heard of Mephistopheles. Now, Mephistopheles showed up at my lunch table one day. I had four or five other other people at the at my lunch at my in my own house. And he walks to the door, and he looks at me, and he he looks at us, and he goes, I am Mephistopheles. You will fear me. Of course, four of the guys ran up against the wall just absolutely in, you know, they were in terror. You know, they all turned white, which wouldn't have been bad, except one of them was actually black. But I just looked at Mephistopheles, and I went, after lunch. Right, and I turned back to making the sandwiches. And he stops, he looks at me, and he goes, I am Mephistopheles. I will, you will fear me. I says, we covered that. 
after lunch. You know, so have I dealt with him? Yes. I had another gentleman, and I didn't work with him. I had one that somebody else pulled through that was threatening to kill one of my clients. So I tracked the guy down, and we had a little bit of a discussion. Somebody else had pulled him through, and he just came across my client, right? So, of course, I was dealing with him, and I looked at him, and and we had a little bit of a conversation. He goes, he says, I've seen you in hell. I says, great. So you know that hell won't hold me, and yet you're still trying to tick me off. I says, tell me, is this the kind of stupidity that got you killed in the first place? Right. Well, at the end of it, I looked at him and I said, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. I'll leave you alone, and I'll even tell you where to find the guy that created the problem. You know, that drug you over here against your will. And he goes, how? I says, well, I happen to know the jail he's sitting in. So I sent him to talk to the guy that brought him over. Now, I don't know if you want to call that working with him or not. From my standpoint, it was just he wanted to kill somebody that didn't deserve it and had nothing to do with him to start with. So why bother? All right, let's, let's move on here. I am Mephistopheles. <laughs> that was nice, by the way. Very nice. All right, let's uh, continue on here, Keith. Jason is asking... If you're in front of two or more aliens and one of them speaks to you telepathically, how do you know which one is talking? Um, technically, it's instinct. You can't obviously you can't see the facial features and what have you necessarily, but everybody that speaks has a definitive voice. Sometimes it, it even in a telepathic standpoint, sometimes it takes a little bit and you just literally go, okay, who's saying what? Right, which one of you is is talking? So you you do actually have to ask what's going. You know which one a lot of the time. You know, but it's kind of like asking what somebody's name is, so you can talk to them by name. I, I and of course, once you know the name, it's easy. I know you've answered me this question before, but I cannot remember the answer. How do the extraterrestrials? understand English? Well, a lot of it, quite seriously, is because they actually study it. Okay. Many of them, if they've got vocal cords that are similar to humans, they they study it and they and they learn how to speak it. If they don't, they find other ways of, of learning it. It's kind of like English as a second language. Okay. Because understand, they, and of course, telepaths don't have that problem. Because thought and, and the, the words aren't the issue, it's the intention. No, I understand that. But with literally thousands of languages on this planet, how do they learn them all? Well, each individual, in all honesty, doesn't. What they do is when they're making contact, they pick one that does know the language that they're going after and sends them down. That becomes a spokesperson for the group that goes down. All right. Okay, but humans have an idea they can only learn X number of languages. You know, I knew a chap when I was growing up that actually spoke seven languages absolutely fluently. But humans think there is a limit to what their brain can process. Humans are wrong. Okay, it's just that simple. 
The off-worlders just didn't quite figure out that they had a limit. They've evolved beyond that. All right, let's continue on here, Keith. Raven is asking, are vampires real? If so, Absolutely. are they part of an ET race? They're a race unto themselves. And it's a question as to whether they're ETs. They didn't actually, technically they would be because they didn't originate on Earth. Okay, there are a lot of misconceptions about them. Um, you've heard me talk to you about a race called the Shadow Walkers. That's what people, what humans would consider a vampire. Yes, they do go after blood. No, they are not affected by the, by the cross. Well, some of them are. If before they became a vampire, or after they became a vampire, if they turn around and believe in the in the power of the cross, the cross works like a hot nang for them, or against them, depending on how you pick it. But they are very much a race unto themselves. Moving on. Let's go over to our good friend John here. Do aliens listen to music? Absolutely. And what kind that is as varied as you can get. Okay, because in all fairness, the Aurora Borealis produces music. And, you know, where you're living, Dave, you may well have heard it. I haven't heard it, seen it, just haven't heard it. I have only heard it once in my life when I was down in Comox. Right, but I'll tell you, it is a sound that you never forget. I've only seen him dancing. And you should see when they square dance. Oh, you know, I now you're going to make me go check outside the studio at, at the break to see if uh, the northern lights are out, but I know it's not because it's cloudy and it's snowing outside, so I wouldn't be able to see them anyways. Yeah, even if they are there, they are not that bright. Lucy Bell wants to know, I keep having dreams of giant tsunamis. Do you think those are premonitions? Uh, they may well be. We are going to get hit with them. There is no question there. There's a really cute one coming in, and I cannot give you a date. So before you go there, I can give you an epicenter, but I can't give you a date for it. Okay, if you go to the to the border to the coastal border of Washington State and Oregon, and you go due northwest about 150 miles, you'll find the epicenter of a 10 point of a 10 point plus that's likely to take Vancouver Island and very happily shift it about 25 miles southeast, which wouldn't be so bad, except for the fact that Vancouver is only like 18. But that will eliminate the need for an underwater an underwater tunnel. Well, as soon as we realize there's no such thing as islands, and all they are is mountaintops. Well, we have that, that issue, too. I mean, uh, you know, Mount Everest, everybody says Mount Everest is the, tallest, is the tallest mountain. But there's one, and I forget what it's called, but I think it's in somewhere near the middle of the, of the Pacific Ocean that is actually taller than Mount Everest. I believe you're right on that one, to be honest. I, I do believe I read something about that as well. All right, let's move on here to another question. And this one comes from President Zaddy. 
I am missing time after seeing a bright light in the forest. Now my butt hurts. Can you help me? I think he's being a little sarcastic there. I think so. I hope so, anyway. Well, the first thing that I will tell you, President Zaddy, to play your humor against yourself, if you're going out in the forest, always bring a tube of lube. You never know when the aliens are going to come and make things a little uncomfortable. So you have to make sure that you are always prepared. If you went to Boy Scouts, you would know that by now. Moving on. Voices is asking, Keith, which demons are the most friendly or neutral towards humans? And why are the unfriendly ones the way they are? Because they're demons, for God's sake. Pun intended. They're demons from the depths of hell. Come on. A lot of them are really nice people. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, mind you, I've got twisted eye and twisted 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 sense of what's nice. You know, and as for which demons, that really depends on which one you run into because there isn't one in one one race of demons that are nicer on the whole than the next. But individually, there are some great people down there. Sure, there are. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I when I when I do end up down there, it's like, what are you doing here? It's like, well, I just came down to visit a few friends. I'll be, I'm just passing through. The thing that people don't realize is, yes, you may end up in hell, but you're not pinned there for eternity. You're pinned there until you realize you've got the option of leaving. And yes, I can tell you that, but you'll forget it when you die. So this is why it takes forever to get out of there. Hmm. But then you got the same benefit with with heaven. Well, I I got to tell you right now, if I end up going to hell, I I I could just imagine what it is. It's going to be my ex mother in law cooking for me with Coldplay and country music on repeat, soccer on the television. <laughs> By God, that's an ugly place. That's even scary to think about. And I'm guessing you have to have steak and eggs for, you know, steak and something. And breakfast for for dinner. And breakfast foods for dinner. (laughs) Yeah, breakfast food for dinner or dinner food for breakfast, but. Oh, yeah. Terrible. All right, let's go. Next question. Let's go to Kaysen. Are vampires that way from birth? Some of them. They do actually have a normal, a normal um, dual gender life cycle, but some of them will will infect, will infect, or will turn living people. And by the way, it's not just people that they turn. You want to see something really twisted? You wait until you see what they do to a tree, and don't get twisted on that, Dave. But they literally can alter the genetic structure of plants and animals as well. It has to do with their reproductive system. That's just wrong. All right. We got time for one more. And this is from Casey again. Is hell existing in a parallel dimension? No. Hell exists in the third dimension. Just at a different vibratory rate. And the nice part about it is 
there it is mind-boggling how many people end up down there okay because they believe that's where they belong okay but hell as you know it heaven that neat little you know that neat little mound of dirt that you get buried in or that box you get left in all of these locations do exist in reality okay and you do how you do end up going there but it's hilarious watching people when they get over there and yes been there done that Excellent. Keith, I'm going to get you to hold on right there as we are going to go to break here at the bottom of the hour. Our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection continue on Spaced Out Radio. And when we return, more audience questions. And let's see where it goes. Alien talk all night long with our main man, our Keith Andrews. His hair looking more like Einstein's each and every day. We'll be back with more Spaced Out Radio right after this. All right, we're clear. Yep. How are things on your end? Not too bad. Not too bad. Trevor, Iron Wolf, welcome. All right, guys, I am out of questions for Keith. I am out of questions for Keith. So you got 30 minutes to load it on up, man. Well, that is a rare, a rare situation. We got 214 people on YouTube right now. Thank you so much for oh, tuning Matt. us in. Hi, Trisha. How are you? Uh, so uh, let's um, get more questions in. We need about four or five more. <clears throat> Ah, I keep, yeah, Ange has asked that question a number of times. I've actually been looking into it. Well, just wait. Yes. Uh -huh. Von Patrick has arrived, everyone. Vaughn Patrick has arrived. Hey, Phoenix, how are you?
so many of us struggle with mental health issues, and it's important that we take time to prioritize ourselves. That's especially true in dating. Sometimes we just need a break, a full, I don't need any more notifications to pop up on my phone break. I've been there, and I leaned on Bumble's snooze mode to help me take that time to prioritize me. Snooze mode allowed me to pause all of my Bumble activity without losing any of my existing connections or chats. I could choose to hide my profile from potential matches for either 24 hours, 72 hours, a week, or indefinitely. I was even able to set an away status so my existing matches knew I'd be back to pick up where we left off. So I took a week off and came back in a much better headspace for me and my matches. If you're looking for a better way to date, download Bumble and don't forget to lean on snooze mode when you need it. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Can't wait to see Doug Shelby, the Doug Shelby, signing autographs down in Vegas. May 19th to 21st at the Gold Nugget, It's amazing, Dave. You make one request, and all of a sudden you got a lineup of questions flowing through the door. Oh, I know. <sighs> craziness. Craziness, I tell you. Does anybody want to come over and revamp my studio? It's messy. Got boxes and shit all over the place here. You do realize, Dave, you've got a lot of military people that have access to explosives and fire. They can revamp your video, your studio in a heartbeat. All right. Uh, Just a thought. I think we... (laughs) Hey, Pono, how you doing? Don Shoemake, welcome to SOR Chat. Uh, I think I got enough questions for the final half hour now, guys. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some shifting around here this weekend. This is driving me nuts. Driving me nuts right now. Just looking at all of this. 
You know, I spent the first couple of days this week doing that with my entire house, just getting rid of the excess and with rid of most of the excess clutter. I moved the guitars into the other room, Andrew. I only got one in here right now. And that's on my wall. It's right. I'm trying to get my hand. It's right above the my secondary screen. Say a big thank you to Cat Chaser, Carl, Carlito, Carla, Surf Chair Times 2, 405er, Pam, and Mennonite Abe for the super chats. Very much appreciate the love and support, everyone. Very much appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we're going to get going here in about 15 seconds. Here we go, Keith. point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. I want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We have until the top of the hour, our Keith Andrews and the ET Connection continues on right now as Keith has a bunch of questions lined up from our audience here. Keith, you ready to get started? We are so. Okay, let's start off with Tricia. I accidentally viewed a being. She was not happy. It says she was expecting me because she snapped at me. What are you doing here with anger? How would you handle this being without violating her space? And then she goes on to say, I am curious to know more about her. Was not able to get a good view. She wore a cape. It seemed metallic, but covering her face. She was working on some metal project. Well, first of all, the way I handle it is pretty much the same way I handle it with other things. And I've run into similar situations where I've walked in where I theoretically shouldn't have been. But just look at her and you smile and you go, seem like the, be the, like the place to be at the time. It's not likely to make them all that happy, but it is a good way for you to get out of the, out of the line of fire. Because it'll confuse them. Okay, now exactly who it was, no way I can tell you that. You got way too many variables involved. I can tell you, though, that it, you know clearly if she was working on some sort of a, of a machine, you're dealing with a very advanced race. It would not surprise me to find it being a member of, the, of Radio Command, which, by the way, is a, it's actually a sector, a section of the Galactic Consortium. 
Okay, and there is no one race that is involved in that. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to another question here. This one from Ange in Australia, who will be coming up all the way for our Las Vegas party next year. Our Keith, can you tell us anything about the Hathors? That, the answer, finally, Ange, I'm glad you kept bringing it up. I did go looking for names and what have you. The Hathors were a sub, they were a they were a small group of people comparatively that followed Hathor of the Ennead. Okay, the Ennead is the race that came down and took up positions as the gods of Egypt. Okay. The the Hathors that you're referring to were Hathor's followers. Okay. Decent people on the whole, a little misguided on occasion, but what the heck. I still but ultimately, they were, members, they were followers of the Aeneid. There you go. That's why we appreciate you breaking it all down for us. James Weston wants to know, R. Keith, do you think the world's militaries are at war in space right now as we speak? Absolutely. Oddly enough, they're also at peace. There are, there are a number of international space stations that are joint ventures. But you always have some group of humans that's going, I want control. So you end up, there is, uh, is conflict going on up there. This is the thing. Mankind hasn't figured out how to get along on Earth. So what do we do? Expand our reach into space and carry on with the fight. Brilliant idea. It's been tried before by other races. Didn't work out all that well for them either. Some grow up faster than others, don't they? Yes. Sadly, it's ones that haven't grown up that seem to end up in the power in the power positions. All right, Surf. Chair, yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> Surf Chair wants to know underground bases. Which are the most common that you know of? Oh, I'm not even going to go there. I could not tell. I mean, for some people, you know, let's face it the the um, the Dulce complex is quite common for some of them. Yeah, when you look at the when you look at Area Fifty One, which we keep getting told doesn't exist, so we'll shoot you if you want to prove otherwise. You know, the the issue of them being common. Well, if you take that literally, every under underground base is as is as common as next, because there's only one in each location. But the most well known, I am not the one to ask. I don't do the research. All right, let's continue on here. Joe is asking, do aliens ever throw space rocks or junk at houses on Earth just to watch them burn? No, that would be humans. See, if aliens were going to throw a rock at Earth to watch it burn, first and foremost, we have to remember that they are actually forbidden to do that. Okay, number two, if they cause too much of a problem, then their entire species gets in, go, gets in trouble. Continue. You know, if you think, if you, if you think human, human laws are strict on punishment, or if you think they're mild, you should see what the consortium has for, for retaliatory law. Don't like that. 
All right, let's continue on. Let's go to Corey. Is it possible to road trip the universe after we die? Well, technically, the answer is yes. Absolutely. The reality of it is you can also do it while you're alive. You just have to forget you don't know how to astral travel. I don't think I ventured that far. No, you went the way of actually getting picked up to go for a jaunt. Yeah, they don't. Although I don't think they showed you much. <laughs> they didn't show me squat. They didn't show me squat. I'm a little upset about that. It's a sensitive topic, Keith. Sensitive topic. I know. I know you know. Logan would like to know... <laughs> When seeing UFO orb craft at night, do certain groups tend to show in certain colors? If so, which? Well, the answer is yes, and that depends on the group. Okay, they have an entire, depending on the race, like not all orbs shift colors. Some orbs, the only time will shift colors to multi-hues because that's how they communicate. Some go in with definitive color-coded rankings. Okay. And then, of course, you have some that shift colors because that's how they communicate. But we're talking three different groups that operate either our orbs or operate orbs. Hmm. Now, are those the size orbs, Keith, that, you know, may look the size of tennis balls, but when they take someone, you go inside of them, and they are massive like a football stadium? That's one group. Okay, you've got you've got little ones that look like about that size, absolutely. Right? And then you've got the ones that are, that are literally just the size of a tennis ball, but that's because they're babies. Okay, that's because they're born small, and that's just how big they've got. And then, of course, you get the ones that are about a five to six inch diameter shell that don't change because they're occupied. They're one man ships. And yes, the men are only like this tall. Well, I'll use the term men a little loosely. They're Zotar. Look kind of like a gecko. And no, they do not work for Telus. All right, Donna would like to know, Keith, do aliens pop in and out of sight before you like a wizard or a witch? Quite often, yes. They simply, many of them simply vibrate at a different rate. What really throws them is when I adjust my eyesight to see them when they think they're hiding. Right. Okay, continuing on. Kira would like to know, Keith, can you tell us about familiar animals, our connected spirits? Animals quite often... Usually what you find first and foremost is a familiar is quite often part of your soul family. That's why there's such a draw. Now, they do bring with them certain aspects or certain understandings, depending. Like I personally have that I've met and made definitive contact with. I've got three that I can tell you offhand. Each spirit animals and the, and the original North American Indians, whatever they want to call themselves at this point, had a real good understanding of the connection between the spirit realm and the animal world. 
ah, okay. So much of the documentation that is out there on spirit on spirit guides, when you're looking at the animal spirit guides, is quite well documented in the in the so-called First Nations literature. All right, let's continue on here. Pure Aussie Gold wants to know the Galactic Federation of Aliens sounds like what was channeled in the Urantia book. Would you say it is? I'll take your word for it because I never, I've never actually looked at or paid much attention to the run to the Urantia book. Sensational. This is one of those things. <laughs> yeah, Sensational Sherry is asking: Is the Consortium keeping watch over North Korea? Absolutely, it's part of Earth. Yeah, such a. Good, but are they worried? Hmm? Such a good game show down there. Yeah, it is. I mean, it gets a little confusing. I mean, there's a lot of them that are, are a lot of fun to watch. But are they worried about it? No. Are they worried about the potential of things escalating from? Any one of the countries that have nuclear capability, absolutely. But in answer to the question that obviously follows that, no. A single nuclear war, a nuclear attack, they won't bother with, in all likelihood. But if things start looking like they're going to a nuclear, to an actual nuclear war, everybody's nuclear, will get, and nuclear weapons will get shut down. Right. Right. Let's continue on with the role here. Of questions. Jeff Garvey wants to know how many species have hive characteristics. I couldn't begin to tell you. The one that I do know of, well, there's a couple that I do know uh, that I can tell you, but the actual numbers, not a prayer telling you. There's way too many, and I haven't met most of them. But the, the vegans, and that is not vegan, vegan, have total communication they don't have a hive mind but they have total unity okay and then i believe it is that it is the xenon that very clearly have that kind of mentality they they answer to a monarch and they do what they're told punishment for not doing what you're told is not a slap on the wrist or or a net or a couple of years in a spa you get eaten Therefore, you don't have a second offense. Les Paul Holland in Australia is asking, Are Keith, are there ET species who wear jewelry or other beauty or tribal markings? Absolutely. The Orions and the Venusians are two very prime examples that really look at that side of it. Okay. And I mean, the, the Nords can get a little carried away on occasion. And in case you couldn't tell by extrapolation, the Hathors are also known to do the same thing. Okay. All right, let's continue on. Rayfin wants to know, what is that Antarctica? Would you please explain, Keith? Uh, number one, there are two things in Antarctica. There's an entire civilization, there's an entire, um, re not wreckage, the ruins of a civilization, or more to the point of a city there. But much more importantly, is a fascinating, is a fascinating ga gateway to what people are referring to as inner earth or hollow earth. Problem is, 
that there is a jump point in there where if you try going into into that little hole, into that access point, they've actually got it set up so a ship can go in there as in a small flyer. Okay, but you get down a certain amount, and all of a sudden you'll be coming out of the North Pole, which really screws up people's navigational fields. Yeah, I, I could see where that would be not so good. That's for sure. Well, better than the side effect of getting Indian Earth, because you get in there if you're not welcome, you think you have problems, troubles on the, on the surface. Those guys don't even try to play nice. Surf Chair, a proud veteran of the United States Air Force, is asking, is Bigfoot a human hybrid? No. Now, aside from the from the debate that you and I have had there, Dave, um, Bigfoot itself is actually a predecessor. From my standpoint, is a predecessor of modern humans. He's not a hybrid. Then he's definitely grown to adapt to his environment, both in height and weight. Much more importantly, humans shrink due to their environment. If you take a look, and again, you and I have had had a debate about that for years. But from my standpoint, um, Bigfoot, you're looking at Giganthropithecus. He just never died out. Or Megalodon. Yeah, well, that was a fun one. There's a shark you don't want to go fishing. No, Robert. You don't want to go fishing. Robert Lamoth is asking Did aliens help the Egyptians? Well, help or hinder, I'm not quite certain which, but the answer is yeah, they certainly had interaction with them. They did much like what the Nordics did years later. Okay, and took up the position. Uh, oh, you want to call us gods? Great. We'll call it and we'll take that on. And we will give you healing techniques. They did, they actually showed the Egyptians how to work with the power that the Ankh could generate. The, uh, the Egyptians already had the Ankh. But it was a band, the Ankh was the backbone of a neat little medical tool that enabled the Egyptians to operate inside the human body without breaking the skin. Oh, weird. All right, a couple more here for you, Keith. Doug Shelby wants to know, all right, Keith, why do you think that there's been so much disinformation, and frankly, total BS from the government, especially NASA, concerning ETs and alien craft? In a nutshell, and I don't know if this is a reasoning behind it, but it is the backbone to it. In my opinion, if the governments were to come out around the world and go, yes, aliens are here and they, we've been doing this and they've been doing this, they just dumped it all on your lap, mankind's entire civilization would buckle because the entire religious belief structure that humans have been raised for centuries to follow would all of a sudden cease to exist. I mean, people don't trust the government already. Can you picture what's going to happen to the people's belief in the government installed laws that are there now? At the University of Washington College of Education, we believe that becoming an educational leader is about a commitment to innovation and a dedication to creating a positive impact in your community and the world. 
UW College of Education graduates become innovators in fields like policy, research, technology, and more. Tap the banner to learn more about the College of Education or visit education.uw.edu. Moms are amazing at tracking down hard-to-find items. Library books, socks, you name it. But sometimes help is welcomed. Care.com makes it easy to find babysitters near you. Sitters with the experience and skills your family needs, like after-school pickup and homework help. You just post a job for qualified sitters to apply. And since all Care.com caregivers are background checked, you can feel confident about interviewing and hiring. To get the child care help you need, sign up now at Care.com. Okay, consider what would happen if all of a sudden they came out and said, oh, I'm sorry, we've been lying to you for the last, you know, 300 years. Five minutes to go, Keith, and we got three questions. Start off with Ozzy Ange. Our Keith, how come we feel certain beings but can't see them, but they come around or come out on normal photographs? Is this based on vibration? Bingo, Ange. They're vi- they vibrate too fast for the human eye to track, but a camera or a video will still pick up a flash of them. But that is literally, you got it right on the money. All right. Samantha would like to know, who are your favorite races and why? Well, for me, some of my best friends are Serzazian. Simply because they're decent people. And, of course, the fact of the matter is that they saved my life at one point. I relate best to the to the Zerzics. Okay, but I have a lot of fun. I, I like the little fairy folk. Okay, the fairy. And I get along, I think one of the one of the races I've gotten along with really well for centuries. It, and I do mean that quite literally. Of course, bear in mind, I remember past lives, would be the elfin race. I mean, a lot of them have different qualities that are a lot of fun. All right, Keith. Let's get to it. Potentially the final question of the night. Blue Cruise would like to know, have you ever come across any American or other military personnel on an alien UFO? Yes. Okay. Now, can I understand Americans? Yeah. Germans, not so much, but I don't understand German. (laughs) You know, but I will tell you, some of the strongest people... When you get them down on Earth, some of them of the military people are phenomenally strong-willed. And they are completely, quite often, completely overwhelmed by what they what they bear witness to. But yeah, it's it's quite normal to, to run into people like that. What was your last encounter? Uh, last, you mean as far as overall went? Yeah. Or are we just talking about following the military like, side? No, no. Did it? Did your last encounter? Did it? Did it happen a day ago? A week ago? A month ago? Um. Actually, it's been a little. It's been a little lax lately. But when would it be? Tuesday, I believe. When I said I didn't leave the house, I was referring to my uh, the normal method. I believe it would have been two two days ago or three days ago, whatever Tuesday was. Anyway, I ended up, and it was just literally, in this case, it was a social call. Okay. 
ultimately it boiled down to a whole pile of people that hadn't been in the neighbor in the neighborhood for a while. Speaking of which, by the way, um, and I don't know if this is good news or bad news, but I had a message directly for you. Oh, for me? Uh, okay. Directly for you. Oh, okay. No, literally put, I have not forgotten. What is it? No, no. That was the message. Oh, and here I thought Carl I, wants I heard you know that he has not forgotten. Oh, Carl, it was from Carl. What is it again? I have not forgotten. Oh, and when did he come to you? You remember when I said just just two or three days ago here? Oh, really? And where about he you? He is back in the area. He is. Oh, the my. neat little part about it was he had to go home and go through a whole pile of, if you will, not it's not re-education. It was just more like a reminder course, if you will. You're not supposed to do this. And as you can well imagine with Carl, we can safely say he didn't pay as much attention as he probably should. Wow. So I guess that means I may be having a Carl sighting coming up soon. In all likelihood, yes. Wow. Well, the next couple of months might be interesting. Uh, Our Keith, give everybody your YouTube channel where they can go subscribe to you. My YouTube channel is R. Keith Andrews. And if you, if you look at the bottom of any one of my videos, you'll find a whole list of ways of getting a hold of me. Okay, so if there have been any questions that you haven't, that didn't get answered today, absolutely drop me a line. Or join us again in a month, and you know, we'll carry on from there. Always. My friend, always a pleasure to have you on Spaced Out Radio. You're one of the best, R. Keith Andrews. And we will talk to you next month for your final appearance of 2022. We'll be back with more Spaced Out Radio, hour number three. We got the Swamp Dweller. Then little Timmy Senor, we call him the Timbit around here, joins us for the UFO Report. Stay tuned. Spaced Out Radio continues after this. Great job, Keith. Great job. Thank you very much. I'll tell you, it was funny because Terry actually dropped in on my when I was broadcasting this morning. Yeah. And and he turns around and he goes, I'm really looking forward to tonight. And so, I'm, and so I checked my calendar and went, oh, yes. so am I. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know? me too. Keith, I'll let you chat with the audience until I get back, buddy. Because I know you like doing Absolutely. That. Well, I really do appreciate you guys joining me today. You know, the reality of it is, you know, I'm not here. I cannot prove what I've gone through. Okay. I have, you know, the one thing I will guarantee is I won't lie to people to make them feel better. Okay. You know, this is why I caution people that I'm not known for being subtle. I'm not known for being, you know, for being soft-spoken about it. But here's the neat thing, okay? The other place that you can find me, on top of my YouTube channel, I will have an Amazon an Amazon store open soon, okay, within the next couple of weeks if everything goes well. Okay, but if you go to rkeithandrews.com, 
you can you can see which books I've actually already put in print, and I'm working on more. Quite frankly, I think I'm working on 30-some-odd at this point. Uh, okay, there's been a couple I've decided I'm just not going to have time for. But the way my life has gone is way more similar to science fiction than anything else. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just scanning through some of these. You know, Dave does a, a staggering job at following which questions are coming up. Myself, I haven't got a clue. Now, I've tried, you know, I've tried predetermining I'm coming on, on the air at such and such time. It really hasn't worked out well that way. But I do go live on, on YouTube as often as I can. Okay. And absolutely, the thing is, if you've asked a question that you don't, that I didn't get to answer for whatever reason, okay, if you ask a question, the reason I keep looking over here is I can read it easier, the, the, the stuff in the chat room. Um, if you had a question posted that you didn't get an answer to, absolutely drop me a line or catch me on, on YouTube Live when I'm on and come right out and ask. I'll be more than happy to do my best to answer you. Okay. Now, I will tell you, I am not what I consider an expert. Okay. I am, you know, I am a specialist in as much as that's where I spend a lot of my focus. Okay. And in answer to the question I sometimes get asked, Will I come down to a to a conference? There's two conditions. Okay, one is they clear up the issue. They they clear up the focal point of how much of the of the borders because politely put, I just plain did not and will not get vaccinated. So until they drop that border that border problem, I won't be going anywhere. And the second one, of course, as far as speaking and engagement. That simply requires an, a request or a request for to show up on another on another show with the understanding that the first Friday of every night of every month, I'm here. I'm not giving that one up. Yeah, I'll give it up if Dave says I'm no longer here. But I won't overbook myself and take that slot away. Other than that, I actually have a regular job that I work from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific time, Monday to Friday. So if you actually do want me to come on to your show, I absolutely am open to it. But it requires an issue of we have to take my own life into consideration. Okay. But I there's there are very few questions I will not answer. Okay. And the ones that I won't answer, I absolutely will tell you I'm not going to answer them. And I'll even tell you why. Okay. But that doesn't mean you can't ask. The one thing that, that you got to realize is where people start asking about proof, you got to realize most of what I what happened to me when I was on when I was a child happened on military bases. Okay. And therefore, they've got the records I don't. Okay, so am I going to be able to prove anything? Not a prayer, but you're more than willing to ask. You're more than welcome to ask. You're back. I am back. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Hey, Dank, how are you, man? Stu Gerson. Oh, tired, but not bad. Good to see you. 
Well, Keith, it's that time again. We got to say goodnight to you, my friend, because I got to get ready for hour number three. Frost Kitten, how you doing? Good to see you again. Always a pleasure, buddy. Always is. Thanks again for having me there, Dave. Always. Always. One more show of 2022 already, buddy. Hard to freaking believe, I'll tell you. Right? (laughs) Right? All right, bud. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Take care. You take care. Bye-bye. And thanks again, guys. Love our Keith Andrews. One of the nicest people you'll ever meet. We're going to try see if we can get him down to Vegas as well for the uh, event. He's pretty awesome. All right. uh, We got Swamp Dweller coming up. Timmy Senor. It's about seven and a half minutes. And uh, then we'll bring on Tim for the UFO report. Here we go in about 20 seconds. Big thank you tonight to Surf Jair with a hat trick of Super Chats. Cat Chaser, Carl, Carlito, Carla, Pam, Mennonite Abe, 405er, Kira, Marty, Ozzy Ange as well. Thank you so much for the love and support. Don't forget, you can get your T-shirts at spacedoutradio.com. Just go to our store. And uh, here we go, everyone. you like to connect with us head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info now back to dave scott and sor third and final hour of spaced out radio is now underway thank you so much for joining us we very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call earth Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Gammon. Gammon is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter, at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram, at Spaced Out Radio Show. And on TikTok, at Spaced Out Radio. Here we go once again as we head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another spooky journey. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. It all began when I was growing up in Georgia. My family had moved there when I was young, so my sister and I could be closer to our grandparents nearby. We lived with them for about a year as our new home was being built. We decided to make a peaceful gated community on a spare plot of land, and when it was all finished, it felt like the perfect home for us at the time. At least according to my mom and dad, anyway. My mom worked the day shift at the local hospital, and my father was day trading at the time, so he was home pretty much all the time. He was very much into horror back then, and there was no limit to the things we would watch. Anything from paranormal activity to the exorcist or those ghost hunting shows was fair game. One night he fell asleep watching one of these shows. 
I believe he later said it was called Paranormal State. The show followed this group of college-aged amateur ghost hunters traveling the country attempting to solve these ghost cases. In this episode, my dad fell asleep. They were reading passages from an ancient book they found in this house that they were investigating. Then, they started reading names in Old Latin. My dad said it was shortly after this part that a low, guttural, gravelly voice echoed in the bonus room that was our TV room and shook him away. The voice called his name, Phil, in such a tone that it seemed to shake the whole house. My dad then decided he had had enough for the night and since it was late, he brushed it off as a bad dream and went downstairs to bed. He thought, maybe I just freaked myself out, you know, we all do that sometimes. But it was no dream and my family's nightmare had just begun. For almost two years from that night onward, we started noticing bizarre and terrifying occurrences, usually around just after midnight. My mom and dad repeatedly heard the same low voice calling my dad's name at night, each time getting louder and louder until it suddenly stopped always around 3am each night. My mom would wake up in the middle of the night with the feeling of scratches on her legs, only to wake up the following day and find red marks on her. It was always in sets of threes. We would also have your typical poltergeist activity. Pots being knocked over, doors closing by themselves, utensils flying out of the sink, etc. But the absolute worst of it was directed at me. I had always had a special connection to the spiritual world since I was just a baby, and I attribute that to almost suffocating when I was born and nearly being special needs for the rest of my life if I didn't wake up when I did. I saw many things while I lived in that house floating colored lights outside my window and a creature in my bathroom that resembled what I could only describe as a house brownie. But nothing compared to what I would experience from this, this absolute evil thing that entered my once peaceful home. Once I get into that, for context, you must first understand the layout of the upstairs portion of my house. From the front door, two sets of stairs are located to the right leading upstairs. From the top of the stairs to the right was my dad's office where he worked and across from that door was a long open hallway called a catwalk. There's a balcony on both sides with no walls so that you can overlook the living room from there. Once you walked down the catwalk to the left wall was my room and my sister and I's bathroom was directly across. Walking a little further was my sister's room on the right and at the end of the hall right next to her door was the laundry room. And finally the bonus room entrance was directly across from her door. We can get on with the story now that you understand the layout. For many nights, I experienced severely disturbing paranormal activity. My door would shake violently every single night. My lights would flicker. I'd hear scratching along the walls and I'd listen to low, deep, heavy breathing outside the door each and every single night. It got so bad that my mom procured some St. John's charms to protect from our local church preventing it from getting into my room. So I was relieved to have them. Unfortunately, that only made the activity outside of our rooms even more unsettling. We got so desperate to make it end, we called a medium to come and cleanse the house. She walked up to the bonus room and said that this was the source of the evil energy, almost as if it had a portal that had been torn there. I think that night my dad was watching that show. Whatever they read from that book opened up a portal in that room that night. She gave us some sage, and we smudged the house. Then, as though it never happened, the activity suddenly ceased. Finally, we thought that this was all over, but we couldn't be more wrong. 
A few months passed without a single thing happening. And then, on Halloween of all nights, it decided to show itself. My aunt, uncle, and cousin Mike were visiting for the weekend, and after a fun night of trick-or-treating, we kids decided to play Blackout Tag. For those unfamiliar with this game, everyone turns off all the lights in the house and each person is given a flashlight. Those who aren't hide, and the ones who search for them have their flashlight. My parents and my relatives were all on the back porch so they didn't mind. My sister and I hid upstairs in my father's office as Mike looked around for us. He crawled up the stairs and found us rather quickly and we couldn't stop giggling. When he opened the door, we screamed with excitement as he had finally found us and we were having such a good time. While talking to Mike, he shone his light across the catwalk to the laundry room. That's that's when we saw it. I can't even begin to explain how terrified I was. I was welling up with tears just writing about this. I have never been so scared before or since this experience. We saw something when that light hit the laundry room door. It was like black smoke billowed out from the bonus room. Following closely behind this smoke, we sat on the top of the stairs as we watched this tall, lightless figure float out from the room. It had no visible features, but it looked as though it wore a long, black cloak and had absurdly long limbs. The head had no visible components either, save for two long horns protruding menacingly from its, what I guess you could say, eyes. They were glowing red, like deep, dark embers. Naturally, Scared out of our mind at what we were looking at, we tripped over each other as we scrambled down the stairs to get to our parents. When we finally got to them and got them to come inside to take a look, it had vanished. My aunt and uncle thought we were trying to scare them, but my mom and dad knew my sister and I wouldn't lie about something like this. They immediately called over a pastor to exercise and bless the house. From that day on, everything was finally, actually peaceful. We moved out a couple of years after that to somewhere much colder to be with our extended family, but the memory of the house still haunts me to this day. My sister and cousin, they don't really recall much, probably having blacked it out due to the intense trauma, but I still remember and I'll never be able to forget it. I have since grown and lived in quite a few ghost-free homes. I have lived in many houses with positive energy, negative energy, etc., but God is my witness, nothing. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Stay cool this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. As traumatizing, terrifying, and as unexplainable as that house I grew up in. Uh, the Swamp Dweller does it again as he joins us every Monday through Friday night to kick off hour number three of Spaced Out Radio. His spooky stories can be heard for free. All you got to do is go to youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads. 
Hit subscribe. You can listen to thousands of those stories and more for free. Love them. We love the swamp dweller around here. Speaking of people we love, let's bring in Tim Senor. The UFO report gets going right now. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Mr. Timmy Senor, what's going on, my friend? It's good to have you back on the show. Hey, Dave. How are you today? Well, besides having to shovel snow for the first time this fall, doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long week, a long crazy week. It has been, but I'm not ready for snow yet. Yeah, we haven't even set the... uh... The clocks, what is it, back. Well, you we know, have to set them back an hour here. You, you know what's funny is, is you and I were just talking because we're trying to get you up here for a road trip. And I was saying, you better hurry because the snow could fly at any time. And there it is. There it is. And you know what? It's pretty ironic because we also chose this weekend to move the Starliner. <laughs> from utah to oregon and so we have our operations manager driving through some pretty hairy stuff coming through some mountains through utah and idaho and then we just got hit here in oregon and will through the weekend be hit with a pretty serious storm so yeah that storm's coming fingers right up crossed the coast that things go well that storm is coming right up the coast yeah you guys are getting hit as well yeah Van- that's right Vancouver's pouring rain, as per usual, or not even an umbrella is going to keep you dry. Yeah, the team is like, why did you wait till November? I'm like, uh, yeah. I have no good answer for that. Yeah, that, that's your so, fault. That's your it, fault. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, my operations manager and I did decide on this date. And so, yeah, I'll take the blame for that one for sure. But um been exciting. It's been an exciting week with lots of expectations We've got this report due, you know, for Congress and every day we're searching the headlines in hopes and I'm checking the, uh, the government's website like every hour in hopes that that drops. So hopefully, you know, the public version will get it Wednesday or Thursday next week. Right. Right. We'll have Mm -hmm. to see. I don't think it's going to be coming anytime soon. I really don't. Well, about, we got it last time a week after. It dropped a week after it went to the closed-door confidential version. So hopefully if they theoretically got it Wednesday or Thursday, then we'll get it Wednesday or Thursday if they're following the same pattern. But they're being very secretive on whether they have it or not, and so we're having to rely on some sources and a little bit of guesstimation. But... Uh, Still some pretty exciting news coming in from the Liberation Times and Chris Sharp with some exclusive footage and a quote from a veteran airline pilot saying that I've never seen anything like this before in my life. Have you become aware of this article that's coming out from this new sighting? Chris Sharp did, you know, we're going to get him back on the show here very soon. 
you know, but he did an incredible job with this story. And that young man is getting so tapped in for what is happening here in North America. It's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Absolutely agree. And so this was written by Christopher Sharp coming in from the Liberation Times, and it just dropped. And so following alarming recent multiple commercial airline encounters involving UAP, journalist and filmmaker Jeremy Corbell has obtained and shared some new exclusive footage. And the footage shows a mysterious glowing object and possibly multiple glowing objects witnessed for over an hour before merging into a triangle formation. The event was captured by a veteran commercial airline captain with more than 20,000 hours of flight time over the skies of Colorado in late October of 2022. And so there are multiple videos showing the triangle formation taking shape, and the captain, who has over 40 years of experience, reflected on what he witnessed, commenting, quote, I have been a professional pilot for over 40 years with over 28,000 hours of flight time, and I've never seen anything like this in my life. And so furthering this, uh, this great article, <clears throat> so shocked and confused by what he and his co-pilot were observing, the captain from his cockpit and using his phone filmed against the windshield the glowing objects. The captain, who wishes to remain anonymous, commented on the event, stating the whole event started about midnight Eastern time in the Colorado area. We were heading west at about 35,000 feet and going around 540 miles per hour. And then furthering this quote, I then saw this falling star, which didn't go across the sky. I'm sorry, which didn't go across the sky, but came vertically straight down and just to the right of the Big Dipper at what we would consider an <clears throat> an unbelievably high speed. And furthering this quote, immediately afterwards, the craft appeared. I saw this one glowing craft moving up and down and repeatedly. And then my co-pilot said, holy exclamation, there's two of them. And there was one bright one and another, which was dimmer. And as the hour went on, they started to get brighter. And so according to the captain, another light repeatedly disappeared before reappearing within the first hour of the encounter. And so this account provided by the captain, supported by accompanying footage, appears to show multiple objects coordinating with each other and suggesting intelligent control. And so we have a pretty reliable source and some pretty reliable information with some pretty reliable video. What's your first take on this, Dave? Well, you know what? I think it's a great story, and I think we're going to hear more of that. The one thing that I like about it is we have another professional pilot who is coming out, and his career is not going to be on the line, as it say it would have been maybe two, three years ago. The That's fact right. that you know he had the smarts to pick up his phone and film this is another really really smart thing to do. But my question is this, Tim, for you. Okay. I love reports. I really do. The more reports, the better. But do we need more of these reports? Do we need this happening? Okay. And and let me finish this 
for when I say this, okay? Your reports, my reports, okay, simple human being reports have been chastised, ripped apart, ignored for decades. Why are pilot reports more important? And yes, this is not a a military pilot this time. It's a civil aviation pilot, which I'm very happy and glad that he came out and that we got the video. Very happy and glad about that. But do we need more of these? Like, really, aren't we past the videos? And you and I have had this talk privately. And I just don't know if these reports are worth their weight in salt anymore. I don't think it moves the ball forward when moving the ball forward has been pushed onto the shoulders of politicians. I don't think it makes ufology stronger that another airline pilot has come out saying what he saw. You know, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy here, but when we, we already know we're being played for confirmation, not disclosure. And a lot of people out there will, will argue this point, Tim, and they will say every piece of information we get is fantastic. We need it. But how much more do we need? How many more videos do we need? The video that I want to see is the Holloman Air Force Base one, where the UFO landed and beam, uh, there were three UFOs, one landed, and beings got out. That video exists. I want to see the Varginia video of the alien. Not for $200,000 or a million dollars. I want to see that video. Those are videos that I want to see. If somebody has a great video of a UFO landing in their backyard and little gray dudes getting out, I want to see that. But another pilot with another uh, set of dots in the skies, does it interest me? I'm glad the conversation is happening, Tim, but it doesn't interest me. Your thoughts. Am I being too negative? No, not at all. And I understand your perspective and your chess piece is much further down the board than most. So your level of expectation of what you need delivered now um, is much higher than, let's say, the layman and most of the public, perhaps. Okay, so let's just think for a moment here that this is just one case amongst many that are in this location and we're getting them all now. And they're all being corroborated by who I, in my opinion, would be the best opinion of this being something phenomenal because they're in the sky so much. They're above our atmosphere and they're getting the best perspective. True. Um, They're extremely familiar with what's in the skies and it takes a lot for them to report. And the fact that they have this channel now, um, I think is extremely beneficial to this topic, be it just lights in the sky. These are coming from our most credible personnel. Um, 
And although they are video, it's the only acceptable way for them to get this to the public because it is their personal cell phones and then them coming forward. So it's a direct line to what is potentially something real. Now, we do have debunkers out there. Obviously, Mick West came out with a pretty quick explanation of the racetrack UAPs and these sorts of claims that were being seen coming from the Big Dipper area. He believes that it's um, the Starlinks, the new independent Starlink satellites reflecting um, as they curve through our atmosphere. Um, and some of his math does show that it lines up, but it doesn't explain something like this claim where it's something coming directly down and then moving into a formation and lingering in the sky in the same place. And a lot of these claims are in this sort of form. So I don't think that a blanket wide Starlink explanation is going to be the correct one. Now I do understand that this is Starlink and it's relatively new. And so maybe even a trained pilot could mistake it, but they have seen Starlink, most of these guys, and they are able to discern what is what. But most of these uh, credible witnesses aren't out there saying, you know, UFO. They're out just saying, this is what I'm seeing, giving the evidence, and really lending it to the professionals to figure out what is exactly going on. So, yes, collectively, this may not be massive for um, somebody that's got their chess piece well down the lane, but there's more to come. Oh, yeah, there's always more to come. Just like with you, Tim Senor, our resident Timbit, on the UFO report. Stay tuned because more UFO talk is going to take us to university at Temple next. Are they looking into aliens? We'll be back. Yeah, Tim, I, I fully agree. I don't think I don't think you made a wrong comment. I, I really don't. My my issue with it all is this. You know, how many more um how many more uh videos like this do we have to see? The exciting part about it is this pilot felt confident enough to come out. Okay? Right. And I think that it adds collectively to that number of unexplained cases, you know, that we are going to have that even, you know, at some point, Mick West will not be able to scrutinize all of it when it's coming in, um, you know, or, or even anyone. And so I think collectively, we do need the reports to keep flooding in because let's say we get a massive pile of these reports from credible witnesses. That's going to have an impact the same way any public uh, NARCAP, you know, before, for example, or any public organization that comes up with a lump of data, it's going to be undeniable, you know, as long as it's provable and, you know, you can back it up with corroborating data. Well, true. True. I think you need that weight. We need the weight of the evidence. I agree. Okay. But the, the... blurry videos are frustrating when you know, there's yeah. better evidence out there. And that is your point. And I a hundred percent agree. Um, it's frustrating to know that yeah. supposedly, you know, Elizondo at one point hinted that there is uh, like F 18 footage uh, looking into a craft and you could see pilots. Do you remember hearing yeah. that? Or the 22-minute video that he said that if any everybody in the world saw this, they would never, ever question UFOs again. 
Uh, let's give a quick shout out to Susie B oh, yeah. and Uncle Jim Jimbo Goodall. himself, Jim Goodall, who will be in Las Vegas May 19th through 21st for our Spaced Out Radio Party. Uh, little Timmy Seedor is going to be there. Of mine. Yeah, indeed. He's a true hero of mine. He's a true hero Jim of Goodall. many of us. Many yeah. of us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can't uh, wait to meet him in person. Oh, you know what? Here, Here's my advice to you, Tim. Shake his hand, okay? Say, Mr. Mr. Goodall, and he'll say, call me Jim. And uh, then you call him Jim, and, and you'll be like, hey, man, can we go sit at the bar and talk? And he'll be like, oh, yeah, let's go do it, man. And Jim doesn't drink, but uh, he'll sit down with you and have a chat. And for the next six hours, yes. all you have to do, Tim, is zip your mouth. Because Jim is so brilliant in storytelling and so brilliant with his knowledge that he will just keep going and going and going. And it's all real juicy stuff, right? And you just sit there, you smile and you just, you, you know, we all got those vaults in our in our brains. You just open up the vaults and let it go all in. And you just smile because he is literally filling you with the most awesome and amazing information and stories. Yeah. 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 And um, bring your copies of books that you have of his for signatures <laughs> as well. Yep. No, yeah, no, Jim, really Jim, you're not a motor mouth. You're not a motor mouth, but you are just so brilliant. Ama amazingly <laughs> brilliant and fascinating. That why why interrupt you? Just shut up and and, and suck it all in. Enjoy and yeah, enjoy. Try to try to absorb it. Yeah, yeah. It's like talking to Grant Cameron or listening oh, to yeah. Grant Cameron for that matter. It's oh, yeah. just wow. You oh, so before we go back on air, very quickly, my nine year old daughter brought me this treat today. She's like, "Hey, you know who Neil Armstrong is?" And I was like, yeah. She's like, if you take Neil and then A, first letter of his name, and then go backwards, it spells alien. And I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I had never realized that. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, kid. So she got a big high five. Isn't that adorable? Uh-oh, look at the screen. Oh, T. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine, T. <laughs> At least you're not driving in that weather, buddy. So I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. All right, uh, let's say a big thank you move. to Cat Chaser, Carl, Carlito, Carla, Surf Chair Times Three, Pam Mennonite, Abe, Four Hundred Fiver, Kira, Marty, and Ozzy Ange for the super chats tonight. Very much appreciate the love and support. Thank you so much. And we're gonna get going here in about ten seconds, guys. We're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. 
Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. I want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on with the UFO report. Tim Senor is our man of the hour to discuss all things UFOs. Tim, thank you for coming on back. And there's a big story coming out of Temple University regarding experiencers. Now, I, I, I'm excited to hear this one, Tim. Yeah, thanks for having me on tonight, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you, chat and audience. It's really great to be here. So this is a great story being brought to us by Indy 100, and the headline is Aliens Are Among Us and Abducting People from Earth, and so says this professor. And a professor has made some frighteningly bold claims. Not only are they alien hybrids walking among us, but they're also abducting humans and utilizing... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Lucky Land Slots. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Using mind control powers to prepare for a mass takeover. And so Dr. David Jacobs professor of history at Temple University in Pennsylvania, specializing in ufology, has written several books on alien abductions. And so speaking on Extraordinary, uh, Dr. Jacobs claims that we have spread around the world and conquered as much as we can. We don't know whether this is true of other beings or not, but it certainly is true of what humans have done. And so continuing this quote, my best guess, and this is just a guess, but that is, yeah, they're probably doing the same thing. And this is what they do just like us. And so the professor went on to suggest that he had interviewed several abduction survivors and they were told by the extraterrestrials that they have a job to do in the future and presently. Many of the so-called abductees referenced a crowd control instruction. And so continuing on, when they get older, they will be required to stand on the corner of the street, he explained, literally letting people know that there will be a large number of people running down the street. And your job is to say, keep moving. Everything will be okay. And so continuing on, Dr. Jacobs continues with some 
explanations of what aliens look like. And some of them explain that uh, he recalls some of the descriptions and that some people are considered to have both human and alien traits. And so that would be perhaps a human looking person with large, dark eyes. And so at that point, we are also looking into the possibility that superhumans exist and that they can, that they can speak without moving their lips. Whether or not they're going to take over is still up for grabs and kind of within our human perspective of whether that's possible or not. But um, it is a very interesting article, and I would love your opinion because I know that you're definitely somebody that has experienced this sort of thing. Um, And I think it's great that Dr. Jacobs has brought the fact that abduction is potentially a real thing and that hybrids could exist and walk amongst us. Well, I, I, you know what? We asked our Keith Anders that a little bit earlier, whether or not uh, there are aliens walking among us. And, you know, he is very much in belief that there is, along with hybrids, time travelers, multidimensional beings. So we have a lot going on regarding this, Tim. And, you know, I yeah. don't think... Uh, David Jacobs, who's been around the field of ufology for decades, is someone who is really into hiding uh, certain types of information. And good on him for that. Good on him for that. You know, because so many of these professors and doctorates and scientists, they get wrapped up with what's going on, you know, in the UFO world from a from a political or governmental perspective, Tim. And we're not seeing that. We've never seen that with David Jacobs. Never in a million years. It just does not seem to come into play. And, you know, I would love the opportunity to talk with him regarding this because he is just, uh, you know, someone that uh, is getting, once again, like a Stanton Friedman or a, or a Bruce McAbee or someone along those lines is getting older and he needs to get his information out there on what he knows, what he doesn't know, what is truthful, what's not. What's your thoughts? Well, anytime a professor or somebody that is well-instituted comes forward with papers or research on a topic that's kind of fringe, I find it incredibly courageous so it's not always accepted by the peer group that he's working amongst to get this kind of information out and to be doing books on it and interviews and publicly coming forward with his research and kind of, you know, labeling himself as the pref- professor from a credible university. That doesn't always go well. But the fact that people are coming forward on this topic more and more, and he has for, you know, decades talked on this topic. But I think it lends a lot of um, kudos I guess is the simplest way to put it um, to the courage of somebody that is willing to talk so strongly about such a hard topic to bring forward because it is scary to a lot of people. I mean, it's, it is a scary topic period and I can't even imagine what it must be like for people that go through it. Um, But this is the sort of information um, that needs to be spread you know, and it needs to be discussed. And my opinion, you've heard this before, is it needs to be brought up at congressional and public hearings. It's time. Well, you know what? It, it is a step in the right direction moving forward. You know, and, and Dr. David Jacobs 
has been studying people like this who are abductees for a long time. And, you know, that's the type of brain that we need to hammer home on. What are the patterns you have solved? You know what I'm saying? What are the patterns have you have noticed? You know, in age groups, in sex, you know, sexual orientation groups, in religious groups, you know, I mean, there's there's answers for everything if you make the mathematics clear. And I like it. I like the fact. I would like to see Temple University jump all in on this rather than one professor, much like we see happening at Rice University with the uh, UAP uh, experiencer uh, files and everything like that. I would love to see something like this happen at every university. I really would. Yeah. Remove the stigma. Consider it real science. There's psychology to be learned there. There's all kinds of engineering information to be learned in this science. And, I mean, there's all kinds of astronomy to be learned and physics. Come on. All of it could be potentially theoretical, but we, you know, it's still there. It exists. We need to bring it to the, uh, to the um, educational platform. I 100% agree. Well, I mean, it also goes online. If we look at patterns, Tim, it also goes online where recently we saw a lot of different people from Jim Semivan to Dr. Gary Dolan and many others in the popularity field coming out as experiencers. We're not talking dots in the sky. Like there's some hosts out there. I'm an experiencer. I saw dots in the sky. Really? Really? You saw nothing. Even if it was a UFO, you saw nothing. Right? But we're talking real people in real time, having real experiences. They're so extraordinary. They're afraid to tell their stories. Yeah, I mean, all I saw were just lights in the sky, and that shifted my whole life. I can't even imagine coming face-to-face with it and still going to work the next day. Oh, I hear you. I hear you, dude. It happens. It totally happens. Yeah. Right? But what do you do? What do you do? You can't do anything about it, Tim. You can't do anything about it. All right, you got one more story for us. I do. Let me just grab it here. And that is in regards to Jacques Vallée and the Trinity UFO crash. That's right. So astronomer Jacques Vallée and the Trinity UFO crash encounter with the three aliens from back in 1945. And so a longtime hidden case was unraveled by Internet pioneer and astronomer and his latest book, which came out in 2021. Along with journalist Paula Harris, Dr. Vallée investigated a secret UFO cover-up that occurred during the time of the first atomic bomb testing. The two seasoned analysts who found a global pattern in the UFO phenomenon uncovered the details behind the mysterious UFO and ET sightings that happened in 45. The new book is called Trinity, The Best Kept Secret, and it's published by Dr. Vallée and Harris. And it claims that there have been concrete proof of the actual recovery of unidentified flying objects in the United States since 1945. And the New Mexico crash that occurred two years before Roswell and renowned sightings by pilots and indeed pilot Keith Arnold in 1947. 
uh, apart from the atomic bomb testing at a place called Trinity located in the White Sands Missile Range in New Mexico. A few weeks later, something else occurred at that site. According to a local rancher and all of his children, the strangely, strangely shaped craft of unknown origin fell into the desert. Ranchers who resided close to the bombsite range witnessed and felt the explosion. The glare from the explosion caused one member of the rancher's family to lose the vision in one eye. And so Dr. Valley's Trinity is based on testimonies of numerous people who eyewitnessed the object after it struck the communications tower, dug a trench into the desert floor, and finally came to rest on the ranch property just west of San Antonio, New Mexico, actually not far from the location of the Trinity explosion. With the exception of a hole in its side, the egg-shaped object was mostly undamaged. And so now Dr. Valet is known for coding the first computer-based map of Mars while working on NASA's projects at the University of Texas in Austin and creating the first interactive computer database of UFO observations with Project Blue Book. So he is somebody solid into this, and his new book has tons of information, including the rancher's two young children that said that they saw three occupants inside. They were short. They were about the same size as the kids, and about four feet tall, they were humanoid. And so Dr. Valley noted that they were breathing the air and that they didn't have a helmet or a mask or anything. They had sharp eyes, and they had almost no mouth and very little nose. And they were wearing coveralls that looked gray. So a few more details was that they stayed inside the object so the kids saw them through the little opening that had come on the side of that capsule. So Valet calculated the size and weight of the craft by learning what kind of truck and trailer was used to transport it away from the crash. And he said in his estimation it was between four and a half tons And when it was on the truck, it was ready to be transported. And the children attempted, uh, I'm sorry, when it was on the truck and ready to be transported, the children attempted to move it because it would not have passed under the overpass on the highway if it had been upright. And so they actually got hands on it. So it's a pretty incredible case. And how and why has this article for people to go and enjoy a little further in-depth because this book just really covers some fantastic details of the Trinity crash, which is kind of in my personal research has been a little bit of an unsung case that seems to have a few more details than we all kind of thought. Well, you know what? We always uh, can trust Jacques Vallée's work. He puts his heart and soul into everything that he does. And Paula Harris has been doing this long enough to, to uh, know that what she's talking about as well. You know, I mean, look, there's all sorts of these, you know, from Trinity to Virginia to Calvin Parker to many other cases around there. I mean, there's all sorts of cases where there is a plethora of information much like this. And this is the type of story I like, all right, because it involves multiple people who wanted nothing to do with this And yet here we are, Tim. Here we are. Yeah, and potential craft and alien bodies. This is kind of up your alley. This is definitely going to be a book that you should check out. But I'll tell you what, what it does is kind of give us a little insight into some of the cover-ups that we've been put through.
in this country. And just, you know, it may take some of us a little longer to get heated under the collar. Uh, but once you start hearing about all of this incredible history that we've been just left out of, get a little frustrated. And so I was extremely excited to hear about this book. And so I've already kind of read it. I already know. Um, I got to meet Paola and she was like, give us your response. And so I've already given them my response on what I thought of the book. And I think it is fantastic. And I was excited to see how and why with this new article, kind of revisiting this book that was actually released back in 2021. Agreed. Agreed. My friend, it's been a great night with you once again on the UFO. You too, buddy. Thanks for having me. And we'll talk to you uh, next week. All right. It's time to say good night to little Timmy Senor, our resident Timbit, and go right to Shirky Poo's News. What time is it? It's time for Shirky Poo's News. Oh, yes. A woman who married a ghost on Halloween says finding a venue to host their nuptials was a ghoulish task. The singer, called Brocarde, was first introduced to her now-husband's Eduardo when he made a surprise appearance in her home last year. The 38-year-old from the UK described her partner as a Victorian soldier and has even revealed he once literally ghosted her for a week after she appeared on national television. Brocardi says in, it was a mammoth decision to find a church that would bear witness to their wedding. She says... I think there is a bit of an issue with religion and the afterlife. Not all priests believe. She admitted that she wasn't a believer in ghosts before she met her husband. However, their first meeting left her very emotional and helped her see life after death. I had tears streaming down my face, she said. It was really intense, and I think it was the fact that it was so intense that converted me. The 38-year-old has previously revealed that she'd been kicked out of churches and even threatened with exorcisms when looking for wedding venues. She explained how all she wanted was a huge white wedding with her nearest and dearest. However, she said a lot of people just can't see the vision. But it appears the chapel-styled wedding is a moot point for Brocarde. Said Eduardo doesn't feel comfortable in churches. She was also instructed to make him a Victorian three-piece suit for the day. During the interview that she did with This Morning in the UK, Brocardi revealed her beloved Eduardo was actually in the building. She went on to say was uh, Holly was in the middle of discussing how Brocardi and Eduardo's relationship developed when she was suddenly interrupted by a guest who gasped in shock. Brocardi announced he's here. While he probably wasn't included on the guest list, For the episode, Eduardo kindly made an appearance anyway. Phil pointed out, I should hope so, it's your wedding day. Yeah, nice ghost. A number of suspected drug dealers found themselves on the wrong end of an encounter with a team of superheroes as police raided a house and arrested them, dressed up in a variety of Marvel characters. Honestly, got to see it for yourself on video. Four members of the police force in Peru struck upon the novel idea of dressing up as members of the Avengers to enter into the dangerous area of the capital Lima and make their arrests. So the alleged drug dealers were confronted with Spider-Man, 
Thor, Captain America, and Black Widow, bashing down their door to get in. To be fair, at least one of them carries a large hammer with them, so the tools were there to make this happen. The idea was that the members of this special Peruvian police force would dress up in their fancy costumes in the hope of convincing the public that they were advertising for a Halloween concert. However, it was actually part of an operation that was aptly titled Marvel and was aimed at bringing drug dealers to justice. That's always nice. Move on. This story should upset you. That there is still this kind of dumb in 2022. You ready? A disabled woman from Australia was forced to crawl off of a flight after the crew allegedly refused to let her use a wheelchair for free. Natalie Curtis of Queensland was traveling from Townsville to Bangkok when she used an aisle wheelchair to help her get to her seat. Upon arrival, while attempting to disembark, Curtis claimed the crew asked her to pay for the use of the wheelchair. When we arrived, they were asking us to actually pay, and I didn't really comprehend it. I'm like, no, I'm not paying to be able to get off this plane. Curtis admitted there was a language barrier between her and the staff. They all just sat around for a while, and the option that was left for me, she says, was to get on the floor and crawl. Curtis's own wheelchair was brought onto the plane, but it was too big to fit in the aisle. Jetstar claimed an aisle wheelchair was not available for at least 40 minutes upon landing in Thailand and denied Curtis did not get an aisle wheelchair because of payment request. We unreservedly apologized to Miss Curtis for her recent experience while traveling with us. We are committed to providing a safe and comfortable travel experience for all our customers, including those required special assistance. Yeah. Those are the type of people we live with. Charging disabled people for using a wheelchair to go in between the aisle of an airplane. Come on. That's that's just wrong. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music. Spaced Out Radio. Rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Spreaker, Facebook, LDF, the Space Travelers Club, Twitch, and on Twitter at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for tuning us in because together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. The Wu train has docked for the night, but soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available 
your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them too. Good night. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. (laughs) Wow, it's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.